Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating this new metal canon one album at a time. This week, we are talking about a band that a lot of people have recommended over the years. And our guest, and I don't know if you remember this, once grabbed me by the shirt and said, when are you doing this band? Well, today is the day. We're talking about Hollywood Undead. We're talking about their album, Swan Songs. And once once you get attacked by someone about an album, you have to have them on the show. Yeah. That's, so uh, It's, it's a roach today, coach law. Absolutely. <laughs> Please don't attack me in the street to do, I don't know, the third El Nino album. Um, but our guest today is, uh, you know, I'm going to go full Draymond on this. A close personal friend of mine, a Ooh, dear friend, dear yes. friend, a dear friend, Miss Ashley Woolsey. Hiya, hello. Um, I feel like saying that I attacked you is a little aggressive, but I don't know if it was that that intense. More of like, hey, you should do this. <laughs> that is not how Lauren recalls it. That is not how I. Uh, Lauren probably uh, remembers it better than I do. Yeah. I'm sure I had a few cocktails that evening. So actually, this is an interesting <laughs> thing. I found out. Just the other day, as I was prepping for this episode, that today, as we record this, February 11th, is the one-year anniversary of us all going to the Wiggle Room. Oh, RIP. You breaking the glass, (laughs) covering me in glass, and then we came back here to your home, where we are recording today, um, and and then you said, when are you doing Hollywood Undead? So a year to the day. There's your answer. How about that? How romantic. The universe provides, right? So we are talking all about this album. And let's see, when did this album come out? This album, it came out September 2nd, 2008. Wow. That yes. is past, that's even past the come down. That's like, we're in the deep waters now. Like, mm-hmm. new metal yeah. has been gone. Ashley, we'll start with you. What's your history with Hollywood Undead? Well, I really only know this one album, but (laughs) it was a very significant album uh, to me. This album, along with um, the first 303 album, I forgot what that title is, but whatever. That album was really like the soundtrack to my senior year of high school. It was like a really big deal. And this album is very closely tied with the first time I ever went to a strip club for me. So that's what I really think of. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, mine is Motley Crue's Girls, Girls, Girls. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a quintessential strip club staple, I'd say, though. That was like, that was made, and then a strip club (laughs) owner just brandished it into the DJ booth (laughs) of a million Strip clubs. There's a strip club here called PTs, and they only play what I call dad rock there. They don't play any rap or anything like that. It's only stuff like Motley Crue and stuff that, you know, no offense, but 40 and 50 year olds listen to. And the girls are obviously like 18 to 20, and they're like, I don't know what this song is. This is so boring. They're Whenever like, they're, they're like trying their best to dance, but it's like, <laughs> my motorcycle and a switchblade night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to go up to him and be like, listen, this song's called Dragula. It was really big in 98. I, I mean, how much more do you need to know? <laughs> okay, so so once this album was done, and this album cycle was done, you were like, I'm out on Hollywood Undead. Yeah, I think this is... <laughs> so when I was in high school, 
Um, I got described as a, an emo kid a okay. lot. So that's kind of the the vibe. I know um, recent episodes, you guys were hating on Panic at the Disco, and I was one of the people that was into Panic at the Disco. Mm. When that first album came out, I was 14, and I was like, ugh, obsessed. Mm. So that's the music I listened to, and this was like senior year of high school, so it's like getting into more like party vibes music kind of. And then I went to college and started listening to like John Mayer and things like mm. that. So my music taste has changed since then. Like right now we're recording and I'm wearing a Noah Khan shirt because I just went to his concert last weekend and mm. it's sad boy autumn music. It could be the descriptor of what I listen to now. Okay. So Hollywood Undead kind mm. of went by the wayside a little bit mm-hmm. for me. And you said revisiting this album for the show was like a real time warp for you. Oh, it really was. It, it really took me back in a really weird way. I was surprised how many of the songs I was like, oh, yeah, I know, if not all the words, most of the words, at least where I recognize the chorus out of anywhere, which is wild since I haven't listened to this album in, I don't know, 15 years probably. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff sticks with you. Now, these words, I mean, you probably don't want to repeat them. No, definitely I, not. Definitely not. Um, Matt, I think it's fair to say you and I do not have much history with Hollywood Undead. No, I, I would say that my history with them is I believe I saw a video for this album, from this album, mm-hmm. on like mm-hmm. one of those rare video channels that was either at... When this album came out 2008, so it definitely wasn't at college, but like I saw it YouTube, probably YouTube, at 2008. Prime YouTube. YouTube dot, YouTube.com. YouTube, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's called YouTube.com. YouTube. Okay. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube. I saw the video and it was like, this is not, this is not where I'm at. Uh, this is not where I'm at. But <laughs> I did think, where I'm at. <laughs> I did think, wow, the Jabberwockies really put out a metal album. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. So we should talk a little bit about this band. They're from Los Angeles, California. And, this is going to come up a lot, so I, I, I just want everybody to know that if you are having issues with talk of California, Los Angeles, you might not want to listen to this episode because these boys really want to let you know about it. Do they reference um, it more than the Chili Peppers? Matt, there might be a competition we're not aware of. It, they bands. say it, I feel like, in every song, something about L.A. Yeah, L.A., California, something like that. As um, long as they don't you know, try I'm, to like spoopy-doop rhyme with California... We should be okay. Uh, you know, yeah, they don't do, you know, you know, we'll get into these rhymes, which I'm going to air quote. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait. Also, so, Ashley, I apologize yeah. because you are doing the Lord's work here because you actually enjoyed this album and you're bringing it here. And any time that I've enjoyed something and I've brought it here, hopes and dreams dashed by, <laughs> by the listening crew where they go, oh, yeah, no, bad, not for us. <laughs> I'm I'm not defending this album now. I'm just okay. saying at the time, <laughs> at the time I really enjoyed it. Now there's still some some songs you know that I like, but there are definitely some very cringy moments when I was re-listening to it. We will get to those. So on this album, the band consists of a number of gentlemen. We have. Did you want to run down this? I was saying, well, gentlemen. I'm not sure. Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I would describe them as that. That's true. Um, (laughs) So uh, we've got got six guys in this band, uh, if I'm correct. Yeah. Much in the the theme of, say, the Wu-Tang Clan or something like that, they all have nicknames. But these nicknames, I don't... These might be some of the worst nicknames that we've encountered on the show. Um... (laughs) 
Did you want to run down? Oh, yeah. Do you want me to just say the, the nickname sure, parts of it? The, okay. Yeah. There's Deuce, Charlie Scene, which I feel like is the one that I really remember. He says his name a lot. He says his name a lot, yeah. J-Dog, mm. Johnny Three Tears, Funny Man, and DeCurls? DeCurls. <laughs> nice. These guys, they cover a lot of bases on what they do. Deuce, he's on lead vocals, bass, guitar, keyboards, executive production, and engineering. Charlie's seen vocals, some guitars. Oh, most of the guitars. I stand corrected. Uh, J-Dog is vocals and keyboards. Johnny Three Tears is vocals. Funny Man is vocals. The Curls is vocals and some drums and percussion. Uh, producer on this album, we've got one, Don Gilmore. Matt, do you remember Don Gilmore? I do not. Okay, Matt. Uh, Don Gilmore, I believe Don Gilmore's most famous work, if it comes up here, I believe is uh, Hybrid Theory. Mm. But Don Gilmore does not appear to have a Wikipedia link anymore. I don't know what happened there. Danny Lohner also did some production on this album. There's also many versions of this album. I have a physical copy here. I picked this album up from Click Goodwill Books on eBay for a sweet $5.35. I still have my physical copy of this CD uh, from 2008, so I'm still in possession of that. Wow. You said it was in your car. Uh, Well, I keep uh, all my CD cases are just in my car. It's not anything, any kind of like love for it. That's just where they're stored. That's where they're stored. (laughs) Okay. I don't have that many. That's probably why Uh, I kept it. Okay. All right. Genre tags on this album. Actually, there's just one. It's rap rock. Mm. (laughs) I know you you started listening. At home, you can see uh, it. But Ashley's smile was sly there. It's like, hell yeah, it's rap rock. <laughs> Get ready. Are you um, prepared for rap rock? Because <laughs> um, the Jabberwocky's about to bring it. <laughs> um, so, uh, Ashley, uh, a little background. You started listening to Roach Coach basically because we were friends. Yes, and you I'm told a really me good friend. You're a very good friend. <laughs> and uh, you have told me over time that most of the bands that we do on the show, you despise yeah can't stand some of them it's almost physically painful for me to listen to but i do because again i'm a i'm a good friend and i i enjoyed the chat bit of it which is most of the most the episode um (laughs) now so is hollywood undead then the only rap rock new metal that you were ever legitimately into from this like your youth i don't i don't know i guess what would be considered rap Rock. Well, like, I mean, like anything. Genre. I mean, like, were there any other bands of that we covered on the show that you like? Oh, I had a moment. I had a oh, Lincoln yeah, Park. Yeah. I, I had a moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not Lincoln Park, but I used to be obsessed with Papa Roach. I loved Papa Roach. Mm. I saw them multiple times in concert. Oh. And, like, loved, loved, loved. Yeah. Wow. What What were your were, were your was Infest your album or do you know what album it was? No, it, my time would have been the getting away with murder album Ooh, and then the al- album after that Paramore i don't remember sessions. the name yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah i was into that yeah that, mm-hmm. that's 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 some prime papa roach yeah that, that's some real good papa roach okay all right but then otherwise though you've been basically just distant from the genre yes yeah okay. definitely okay. yeah and i don't think i would have ever in my life described new metal as um a genre that i would listen to 
really. Mm. My sister, who's a little older, she was more kind of into it. Like she had like Limp Biscuit CDs and stuff, but mm. not not me. It was kind of I don't want to say not cool, but like sort of not cool to listen to them <laughs> for people my age, I guess. Uh, at the I, I time, guess, yeah. I guess I guess at that point, Limp Bizkit would have been. Yeah. Well, like we said, this is the this is the post Come Down era album here with uh, with uh, Swan Songs, which is funny to call your first album Swan Songs. Yes. Um, yes. Because interesting decision. Your Swan Song uh, usually comes at swan. the end. Well, uh, maybe they knew this was going to be. <laughs> their big outing and afterwards yeah. nothing would live up to it uh, now yeah, actually so. i have to let you know that <laughs> if you ever went back into the annals of this show to like maybe the first hundred episodes you will hear me despising every minute of every <laughs> album of every artist that came and slowly like a drop of water on the forehead i have just succumbed to enjoying new metal <laughs> For what there it are is. ones, yeah, there are ones that really aren't bad, but like that Randy Savage episode, I think I described <laughs> whoa, as it whoa, felt whoa, like whoa. a speaker <laughs> going through a cheese grater, is what it sounded like to me. I hated it. How dare you! <laughs> wow, I mean, let me tell you that uh, that episode has reverberated across the world. I mean, Jenny still listens to that album regularly and texts Matt and I screenshots. Um, I can tell you that uh, a friend of mine sent me. A screenshot from a, I believe it was a vinyl Reddit board about rare vinyl. And someone had posted about Randy Savage vinyl. And someone commented, oh shit, Roach Coach. <laughs> so the Randy Savage, it's reverberating. Holy it's, it's shit. A, we did it. Oh yeah. We did it. We did it once again, the Roach Coach bump. I feel like we have not talked about it really, that this band all wears masks. What? Um, they all wear masks, Matt. Mm. And... Um, well, one guy wears a bandana and sunglasses, but the rest of the guys wear masks. But unlike, say, Slipknot or Mushroom Head, or even, say, the Jabberwockies, these, uh, these masks are a little twisted, but also Ooh. a little cheap, intentionally, I believe. And I don't know, I can't identify what everybody's masks are, but uh, I believe this main guy here on the front cover with the tape over his mouth, I believe that's Deuce. I'm looking at you, Ashley. You, you I, once, you I once mainlined know. this album. Um, and uh, I believe this guy in the all black and the hoodie is funny guy, which these nicknames, my lord. What's interesting is that I did skim through the music videos for this album. And um, in the early uh, music videos, they're just vamping at the screen with the masks on. You assume that they're lip syncing, but you can't tell. And then it's clear that at some point, somebody wrote a memo and said, you got to cut some mouth holes in these masks. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly, <laughs> they got some mouth holes. This is the only Hollywood Undead album to feature Deuce. Deuce then, depending on who you talk to, was either kicked out of the band or quit the band because he was too good for Hollywood Undead. And he went on to do his own solo stuff, um, which the less said the better, I'm just going to say about that. That's some tough stuff. A little bit of history of the band as well from their Wikipedia. They originated on June 3rd, 2005 as The Kids. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Yep. And, uh, and that was uh, just J-Dog and Deuce and a guy named Shady Jeff, which they posted on the band's MySpace profile to positive reviews, leading them to then form a group called Hollywood Undead with Johnny Three Tears, who was formerly known as The Server, Charlie Scene, Funny Man, and DeCurls. 
and an interview with Shave Magazine. You ever read that magazine? Shave Magazine? Actually? I've literally never heard never of it heard before of it. Okay. this moment. Uh, oh. J-Dog ex- okay. J-Dog explained that when forming the band, whoever was in the room at the time and played an instrument was in the band. <laughs> That's how uh, it's Shady, done. That is how it's done. Who's here? You're in. Uh, Shady Jeff later left the group because of a conflict with Deuce, which appears to be then the case that everyone will have that. Yeah, Shady Jeff uh, is not in this cover photo. Shady Jeff is out of the group by 2008. Out of the group. Yeah. So, oh. Something about Johnny Three Tears, that n- nickname drives me crazy because it's so long for a nickname. It's mm-hmm. like you're adding words to it. And his name, his real name's not even John or anything. It's George. <laughs> what? Why are you thinking Johnny Three I mean, Tears? Like, not, sit down, George. Like, of, what, what are you doing? Well, Charlie Scene's real name is Jordan. Yeah, but at least that Charlie seeing Charlie Sheen I kind of get it um, where did Johnny three tears comes from that that yeah I mean well many, it's like Sting. Many a drunken his real name's Gordon <laughs> that's right <laughs> sit down that's right. Gordon that's right um now this is uh probably my favorite detail about the band uh the band only took one year working on their debut album Swan Songs the other two years were spent looking for a company that wouldn't try to censor the album <laughs> there it is um, we gotta ominous. say what we gotta say, isn't that that's right? right. The curls. <laughs> that's that's right. Um, yeah, they signed a contract with Interscope in 2005, but they left the label after the label tried to censor the album. And then they signed a contract with A and M Octane Records, and the album was released and reached number 22 on the Billboard 200, selling 21,000 copies. And um, that's pretty great. They then. Yeah, and they toured in April of 2009 with Skrillex as Sonny and the Blood Monkeys. And then they released, and then not even a year later, they released Swan Song's B-Sides through iTunes. We are not covering the B-Sides. I can't even imagine what songs they thought the songs weren't, they thought good, weren't good, enough good enough to get on. <laughs> they were like, not, not quite, guys. <laughs> These are a little boop, undercooked. Boop, boop. Chug, 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 chug. You can find, you know, we'll get into the deuce leaving the band situation very weird stuff i'll just say that let's see anything else to say about this album we talked about the genre tags uh we talked about the producers yeah matt i got masks on lock thanks to the hollywood undead wiki okay so throughout the show if we're like who's who you can throw it to me and i can let you know well i'm realizing as we go through the liner notes here that the liner notes do have pictures of the band with their names Thank you, Ashley, for pointing this out. Um, so, yeah, the guy with the bleeding eyes mask is J-Dog. Yes. He also has a he has a dollar bill across his mouth because he's putting his money where his mouth is. There are I feel also... like it would be better. Uh, it would be more impressive if it was like a $100 bill. The fact that it's a $1 bill is like okay, kind of cheap. Don't take much <laughs> to shut me up. <laughs> Don't take much to a dollar? All right. There's also small um, butterflies around the mask. Oh. A detail mm. noted on HollywoodUndeadFandom.com slash wiki slash masks. Maybe it's that's a later Maybe iteration. it's a mask update. When they when these boys started, they didn't have a butterfly budget. budget so No butterfly budget? Um, mm. No butterfly budget. No, no, not at this all. This wiki has already let us down. Well, I don't even believe they wear masks anymore. Um, when I was looking up videos on YouTube, they showed like current stuff and um and I was and then no masks. No masks. They did a 
redone version of this first song in the album and it was just a bunch of guys running around are they still touring and stuff oh now? yeah they're they're on the rockzilla tour with papa roach right now how old are they old enough okay. to know better Not yeah old. just just i uh, just <laughs> imagining right. okay them let's hopping see. around singing let's, these songs let's see <laughs> i'm just gonna pull up we'll, we'll pull up well let's see the only person with the only person with a Wikipedia is Deuce. Um, Deuce is thirty nine years old. Okay. Okay. So they were in their they were in their twenties. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, Matt, I think it's time. It is that time. we start diving into these tunes. All right. Here's track number one, appropriately titled "Undead." I, I believe we've already heard the chorus. There's not a change to the chorus, is there? There isn't. There is not. No, they, they do it. They do it again. Um, Matt, I noticed you probably wanted to get out of there before these boys started dropping the other F word, um, which they <laughs> love. <laughs> My God. Listen, they wrote a card to this album in 2005. It took them two years to find a, a record label that said, fine, you can say you can say the gay slur as many times as you want. Ashley, we'll start with you. What's your thoughts on Undead? Um, I mean, listening to this song again for the first time, like I said, in probably 15 years, the slurs are really what caught my attention. I was like, oh my God. And I was someone who like, I never used that at all. So mm-hmm. like the fact that I like listened to it then, I was like, yeah, this is fine. There, it was crazy. But mm-hmm. the rest of the song, it was fine. Nothing. Uh, I wouldn't say it's one of their catchier songs, but it's a fine opening track for me i mean it definitely is setting a tone right away this chorus you better get up out the way tomorrow will rise so we fight today and no i don't give a fuck what you think and say because we are gonna rock this whole place anyway it definitely sets the stage that they like to fight and they like to drink a lot Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah there's another lyric i wrote down you don't know what it takes to get this motherfucking drunk oh i don't that's that's quite a challenge um, to say, like, you you think you know drunk? You don't know drunk. You don't know Hollywood Undead drunk. The f- Here's the funny yeah, part Matt. to me, because I'm, I'm, I'm deep in these lyrics now. And when he says, I got H-U tatted on the front of my arms, mm-hmm. I had to think, <laughs> H-U? 
Harvard University? <laughs> yes, Matt. Harvard U. Hit him where, up? Where, and where then Johnny it was like, oh, Hollywood Undead. It is a bold statement to just initialize your full name and be like, you get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get it. Well, the, also, the thing to keep in mind, Matt, this is an album that was made in the thick of the MySpace era. And so these boys were MySpace famous for years. It's, so their thought process is like, you know us? You're on our page. You're listening to a 96K byte version of this song for years. You I will know say us. there is a significant amount of internet swag that I hear in this that I don't hear in music 10 years prior. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of like, hey, let's take Crazy Train and let's beep boop it up. And mm-hmm. then we're the, we're the way that we're going to rap over it. I don't know. It just feels internet-y to me. It's very like MySpace. It's very MySpace. When uh, Ashley, when you texted me that, that you were listening to this when you were listening to 303, I had like a light bulb moment. Was, yeah. Because I ain't thinking about 303, I'll tell you that much. And I was like, oh, yep, this this is... Yeah, put these boys in the same tour. Makes total sense. I will say there are too many verses on this song because there are too many people in this band. And you get it. It's a little redundant. Uh, I would say like you get the funny guy and it's like, I don't think you're bringing anything new that hasn't been touched on in previous verses <laughs> we, we get it also they they're doing that m&m thing where they are yelling their raps they are yelling them always yes tabasco ashley's dog is here with us yeah we're talking about raps that are yelled yeah i i was um my note here was they're like a less witty icp but with lincoln park backing tracks instead of circus music that mm. was a, a takeaway i took from this first song i had to go over and see what was going on on um one of our favorite websites on this show Songmeanings.com. Oh. Yes, I, I love when you guys discuss that because the um, it's always very unhinged, the comments on there. <laughs> well, let me tell you, the uh, the fandom showed up. The fandom, the fandom, by the way, if you are a fan of Hollywood Undead, which, Ashley, you were for a time period, you were a member of the Undead Army. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. I mean, that's not the worst name yeah. there's yeah. there's worse out there i'll yeah, take it def- definitely worse uh some of my favorite comments from this molly dolly 926 said hollywood undead is great i think they have a unique sound and the way they rap has portrays a lot of emotion smiley emoji i like Ooh, mama like mm-hmm. molly dolly likes uh brie 05666 said this song is fucking great Full blast at a house party playing beer pong, the best. That's that's the vibe I get too. That first one about a lot of emotion. I'm I'm not quite sure I hear that. There's, I feel like a couple of very loud emotions that they I think, <laughs> emit. I th- I think Molly Dolly is hearing the yelling, and she's like, no one yells like that if they don't have some kind of emotions inside <laughs> that I need to get out. And then right away, there are people that are going to be showing up in these comments. I think some of these comments have been deleted, possibly by. The idea of there being some sort of moderator on songmeetings.com, hard to believe. But uh, there are a few people that get upset at people who I can't find who are basically bad-mouthing Hollywood Undead. And this is going to run through every single song on, How on Song Meetings. dare they? I know. So on this one, XMZ19X calls out the users Insight and Monticello and says, You're the douchebag losers. These guys are rapping about in this song. You guys are so cool making fun of groups on the internet because you, because you couldn't make it. And if you said any of that shit in person, you'd get your asses kicked. 
Well, maybe they agreed and they're like, you know what? I am a douchebag loser. I'm going to go ahead and delete this comment. They were right. Mm, classic that would, got him. That, that would be a classic got him. Oh, well, then I got him so bad. That, that's that's <laughs> assaulted <laughs> the earth got him. Like, that's a true got him. Um, All that well, remains well, think, here is the memory of my bad boast. <laughs> well, I think what it is is that I think there, there was a double down inside the comments on this comment because that's what we're dealing with here. Comments on top of comments. God bless rock musician says, yeah, dude, they would get their asses kicked because their band has six people because that's how many of them it takes to make something slightly reminiscent of a song. If you really like them, get off the computer and go color and discover what your own urine tastes like. Ooh, Ooh got him. What? No. And huh? then, yeah, I know. And then Lil KJ09 responded to this one and said, seriously, what is your obsession with drinking urine? You're a fucking douchebag. <laughs> if I had the chance, I'd kick your ass for being such a belligerent asshole. This how is did, the first how song. do we been on the internet that you're into water sports without saying you're into I, water sports? I like that I said obsession. I hope that that uh, same commenter is just all over songmeetings.com just telling people to go drink piss or whatever. Just multiple comments. I mean, here's the thing. Most of these pages had like six pages of comments and I kind of dipped out after three. So <laughs> it's possible they're on every single one. Then this last comment is from Fat Cat Attempt. And the, this one is honestly pretty unhinged. It's from December 18th, 2017, too. Someone should seriously make, it, seriously make an hour version of this song. That would be so fucking what? awesome. Thanks, people. What a nightmare. It's already too long. It's already too long. <laughs> and there's six guys on it. You want an hour of this? It feels like oh an hour. Oh, God. Uh, and welcome to the first 45 minutes of Undead. Oh, Still got HU on the front of my forearm. Can't drive long, so I don't have a car. What? Hey, when you're an hour deep into your freestyle, I mean, then you need Charles Mansion. That's right. Oh, Charles Mansion. Oh, Charles Mansion. I, I heard that someone needed some sweet beats and hip hop lyrics. Charles, are you old enough to be listening to Hollywood Undead? I've drank pee. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, Charles, Charles. Oh, no, no, no. That Charles. was not the question we asked. That was not what we asked. And I don't even believe, I'm going to put it out there. I don't think the Hollywood Undead guys have done that. I, I'm going to put it out there. That's how hardcore I am. Don't do it. Stop. Don't Why worry, are you doing I'll that? I'll be dropping a verse very soon in one of these songs. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, speaking of, we've, we've got more songs to go. Matt, what do we got next? Oh, I'll tell you. We've got Sell Your Soul.
So the thing I noticed about this song is that it's very budget Linkin Park. It's, it's It sounds a lot thinner than them, but it has all of the same elements. Very Linkin Park. Do we have Linkin Park yeah. at home? <laughs> this is Linkin Park at home with homemade masks, even though Linkin Park doesn't have masks. They're like, we got Linkin Park at home. Why do they have masks on? Linkin Park don't wear masks. We have Linkin Park at home. <laughs> You're not getting Linkin Park. We have Linkin Park at home. <laughs> and ours wear masks. That's a plus. Mike Shinoda doesn't wear a mask. I don't want him to wear a mask. He wears a mask at home. This does sound like kind of um, a generic copyright, whatever anyone can listen to version of this <laughs> yes, kind of, public, of public music. Public domain. domain, domain. Yeah, a public domain <laughs> version of this music. Like I could see it being used um, in like at the time, like a 2008 horrors movie where they're like cutting to like the kids going into school or something. That's the imagery that comes to mind when I hear this. Mm. It sounds so kind of generic. And it reminds me a lot of... Um, which makes sense because they were so popular in MySpace. A lot of MySpace-y kind of music, like um, even the voice reminds me of um, Medic Droid, I think is what they were called back in the day. I don't know that one. Mm. I don't know that one. Mm. I'm not sure it's probably worth your time to look it up. Well, I mean, as we know, the MySpace archives were nuked, so some of that (laughs) stuff is lost to time forever. Yeah. Very sad. Um, I mean, my when I was on Matt, were you a big MySpacer? I was uh, I was in 2006. I was I was on MySpace quite a bit, and then like the 2006 into seven, Facebook started, and I I slowly migrated over there. But you know, I had Girl Talk as the song that played when you got to my page. Of course, I did. Uh, yeah, I was. I would say for my MySpace era, I was deep into the blog house stuff and the blog bands. I remember I had Does It Offend You? Yeah, Let's Make Out as my song on my MySpace page for a while. That was sort of a, yeah, but I, so I wasn't too deeply into this side of the MySpace stuff, which was more of like the emo with the pop punk. Yeah, I wasn't too deeply into that side, um, but I definitely was aware of, yeah, 303, um, early Skrillex, stuff like that, which I don't know. I feel like there's like a bridge era there, like 05 to 09, that this is all sort of occurring, but some of it's 09, some of it's 05. That time when you would just spend hours just listing all the bands you liked under bands you liked on your oh MySpace my God, page, like yeah. you got like oh oh you, you know you're oh bands you're I like your, bands I like and you're gonna see them oh you're gonna know how cool I am give me a minute yeah. <laughs> give me a minute yeah you're driving around you're like hold neutral on neutral milk hotel. <laughs> <laughs> If John were... Coltrane. <laughs> oh, this guy. Miles Sophisticated. <laughs> uh, Radiohead. <laughs> uh, Ashley, if you even remember, do you remember what like your MySpace song was? Um, a lot of it was Panic at the Disco. I'm trying to think what song specifically, but well, before Panic at the Disco's first album even came out, I was really into their first single, and now I can't remember what it was called. One with a really long title. I read Sins, Not Tragedies? Oh, absolutely not. No, I was one of the ones I was like, I'm too cool to like that song because it's not even even the best song Mm. on their album. Wow. I forgot what their first single was called, but it was whatever that one was. Okay. And there's no way to look it up now. Um, There's nothing. There's no way. But I just feel like the the return on that effort probably isn't going to (laughs) be worth it. Um, I was also very into... The Killers, as you can imagine. I know. You, so I, I've been killer. staring at the Killers Samstown vinyl as we've been recording. I put that up just for I you. Know I, you I, I took oh, rumors yeah. down and put that one up. <laughs> oh, well. 
yeah, side note, Ashley's been trying to convince me that Sam's Town is a good album uh, for I think as long as we've been friends. I uh, even made it like a playlist to try you, to get him to like did. the killers because I love them. Yeah, you you <laughs> sure do. Um the uh songmeetings.com uh, of course showed up and uh, this first comment from Kane Intent from twenty fourteen. Just buckle up everybody. This song is an allusion to the French Revolution, giving the perspective of a man facing la guillotine. The song ends with him facing execution for his crimes, punishment for selling his soul to the devil. He can't believe that this is happening, asking if it's real as the horrifying lynch mob doubles in size, crazed for blood. As he's marched to the guillotine, he sees it gleam, his strength crumbling in fear, knowing that his execution is for the glory of of the revolution, the holy disease that is tearing the country apart. The theme of the song is facing judgment for sins made in life. Johnny Three Tears feels like the condemned man in the song. Everyone is against him, dying to tear him apart for his mistakes. Kane Intent, you are fucking crazy. <laughs> just like the name, um, just as crazy as the name of the first single from Panic at the Disco, which was the only difference between martyrdom and suicide is press coverage. Yes, that's that's what it was. That's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the, one. the one. That's the one. Well, I think maybe that's who he was talking about. I don't think he was talking about this song by Hollywood Undead. Um, I felt now I got brought back down to earth by Sava Eleven, who said, "When they screams, throw it all away, throw it all away. Oh God, so sexy." I was like, "There we Ooh, go. There Sorry we means. go. That's it's that bad." Stuff. Um, yeah, I'm going to push back a little bit on the La Guillotine Revolution thing, just because there's a whole uh, section on this talking about life support being cut. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think. I don't know. I think this song could definitely fit into Les Mis, no problem. No, nope. it tracks. Okay. It tracks. Okay. And you hear All right. the people sing. <laughs> so, so, so uh, in the in the movie version, who's singing this? Is it a Hugh Jackman song or is it a Russell Crowe? Um, it would be Eddie Redmayne in in the movie. Even worse. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. He's he has a really good song, "Empty Chairs and Empty Tables." It's so sad. Listen, I don't want anything to do with Eddie Redmayne. Oh, he's Marius. <laughs> yeah. Don't you fret, Monsieur Marius. I don't feel any pain. Yep, that's him. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> empty chairs got... and empty tables. Oh, I didn't, didn't know, know I was a lame miss head, did you? Love I didn't it? know. I Fucking didn't know that. Over here the whole time. Oh my god! Do you gosh. hear the people sing, singing <laughs> the songs of angry? Do you uh, even know the deep cuts? The deep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know what? I, I knew lame miss was going to come Master up on the Hollywood Dead episode. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, beautiful. Uh, uh, Ashley, any other comments on Sell Your Soul? No, not, not really. It was okay. fine. All right. It's fine. <laughs> Matt? It, it is a classic. Matt? It's fine. Yeah, it's classic, we have Lincoln Park home, at home. <laughs> okay. You're gonna, there we you're go. You're going to have some Lincoln Park at home. Okay. All right. So I will say on my listens, um, you know, I, I, did a, I did a stereo listen. I did a headphones listen. Mm. And... On these first two songs, I was like, okay, slurs aside, <laughs> thing I love to preface anything with, I'm like, we have like a good rockin' momentum. You know, we're rocking Linkin Park at home vibes, but still feeling Linkin Park. Then we get to this song, which is called Everywhere I Go.
Dude Show. Wake up, grab beer, grab rear, shave beard, put on some steam gear. Gotta get drunk till my mom wakes up, break up with my girlfriend so I can bang sluts. I'm unfed, unfed, been sleeping on bunk beds since 10. So if I don't lose it, I'm gonna lose it. Everybody get to it, do it, get rude. Let's get this party started. Let's keep them farties popping. So just get- Do you say let's keep these farties popping? <laughs> 40s. 40s. Not farties. (laughs) Look, man, we're going to have the craziest party of the year. Party's going to be popping. Farties going to be on point. It's the whole house is a hot box. The whole house is a hot box. (laughs) Come to the party tonight. This room going to stick. Oh, it's going to be so bad. You're going to hate every moment of it. Hotties, naughties, farties. (laughs) Matt, the masks are making a lot of sense right now. (laughs) Bring your gas mask, eat some beans, fart it up. Go to the Hollywood and Dead. You guys doing water sports. You're going to love it. You're going to have the time of your life. Oh, and also, uh, someone's just going to show you their penis because he has no boundaries. Uh, Charlie she- uh, Charlie's scene has got a weenie that he loves to show. Also, bitches always know. So, words out. <laughs> Text oh, threads yeah, active. Creep. Yeah, he's going yeah. to try to show you your penis. So, yeah. bring the police. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, I know. Like the, the, the clearly, when he wrote this line in 2005, because as we all know, it then took two years for someone to say we'll release this. Um, he definitely thought bitches always know I have a weenie I like to show. He's like, it's cool, and now it's like, oh, you're on a watch list now. <laughs> right. Um, uh, Ashley, you said that there were some of these songs. The words just came back to you. You knew them all. Was this one of them? Oh yeah. This oh, is, yeah. This is one that I definitely, <laughs> definitely remember listening to. Um, this is the one that I feel like is most closely tied with that first trip at, at, to the strip club, which I can regale. Yes, I, we, that was time. The strip club story. Let's go. Okay, so set the scene. It was uh, my senior year of high school. And also, when I was listening, like, oh, yeah, I listened to like party music. It's also important to know I did not drink or party at all. I did not have a sip of alcohol until after I graduated high school. So I was not like a cool kid. I was a theater kid. But all my friends were in the grade above me and they had graduated. So my senior year kind of had to find some new friends. And somehow I accidentally fell into some like cool girl group. And uh, one of them was turning 18, and I was already 18. They're like, oh, yeah, we want to go to this, this strip club because, you know, her birthday. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I can, can drive you guys. So I drove. We stopped at Sonic um, because Sonic in Evansville, Indiana, where I'm from, is a really, really big deal. People just fucking love it there. So Sonic is like you anywhere you're going, strip club, movie, anywhere. Yeah, you, everyone's at Sonic. The big thing is you get one of their big, um, I think they call them like, Route 44 drinks, and then you dump some of it out, and then you pour alcohol into it. There it is. So that's that's, and they have the good like nugget ice, and it's in an insulated cup. So that's like (laughs) I know what you're talking about. All right, okay, all right, Matt, we're going to Sonic after this. Yeah, yeah. And there would always be a bunch of older guys who would come who drove like muscle cars and would park and then like pop their hoods so people could look at their engines for some reason. (sighs) That was a thing. Classic dude move. What a classic dude move. (laughs) Guys love to look at other guys' engines. 
decisions. Yeah, it's especially crazy. since, again, we're all like, you know, 18 doing this and they have to be like mid 20s at least. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we stopped at Sonic and then we go and I can't remember at the t- this, this particular strip club in Evansville has um, changed names several times. So I don't quite remember what the name at the time was it was either stephanie's cabaret or the pony which it's called now Ooh, still, the I pony yeah. um, y'all been to the pony <laughs> you've been to the pony and it's a 18 and over strip club as you can guess so they I, don't i'm serve, assuming yeah, yeah yeah they don't serve alcohol there so drove my friends and we're in the parking lot so they can finish their giant sonic drinks before we go inside mm-hmm. and uh, th- this was playing again. It was like a mix that I had made that had a lot of this album and then a lot of 303's album and some other stuff thrown in there. And one of the girls was like, you know what, Ashley, I feel like you used to be like really weird and lame, but now you're like really cool. Like this is really good music. Bitches always know as playing behind you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I was like, oh my God, this girl, Kirby said I was cool. I made it. Yeah, I did really feel like I made it. So that was exciting. And then we went into the strip club and that was, an interesting experience as well um dancers in these clubs are big fans of me so oh they like to to touch a lot so that was interesting because i was 18 i'd never been to one before like uh, and they just gravitated to you yeah and um like this particular time i don't know what it was exactly it was some sort of vibrating something that the dancer put in her mouth and to me and all of my friends she would like with the vibrating thing, put it on our body and then go up and down our body with it, which was weird. So we had uh, one of my friends, some guy she was kind of dating at the time who was older. He came with us and like paid for everything and gave us money to tip and all of that. So that was nice. This sounds like this sounds like a perfect trip to strip club, Matt. Um, oh, yeah. The, 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 the strippers are can't get enough of you as a customer. That's never happened to me. Once, um, uh, not this time, but a time later in, uh-huh. in Louisville, me and a friend went and um, they gave us uh, dollar bills that they folded into like origami cranes and the dancers gave us those. So that was nice too. These are completely different. We got to go to the pony, Matt. That sounds like the place to be. Pony up. Pony up. Um, so And so were they... Were they blasting Hollywood Undead inside the strip club too? I th- if, yeah, because it was like music that was popular at the time. I don't, I don't remember specifically. I mean, we spent so much time in my car in the parking lot before mm. we even went inside that we probably listened to this mix like a couple of times. <laughs> so I just that's why it's really like intertwined with this uh, this memory. <laughs> Because those are some big old drinks that they had to finish. <laughs> These Sonic drinks, These man. Sonic drinks, man. These are no uh. joke. No joke. So, oh man, the pregame. I haven't pregamed in forever. Um, oh, I did on New Year's Eve. Pregamed too hard. Too dark. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, I you didn't, didn't, even, didn't even make it to the game. Yeah, didn't even make it to midnight. <laughs> uh, it happens to the best of us. It this is a real. If the beat's all right, she'll dance all night. Song. Like, uh, yeah, I just like the beat, man. I'm not listening to those lyrics about... Yeah, mm-hmm. this song is on a playlist that I have that's called Misogyny, but it slaps. And that's what... <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, I, I'm aware that these lyrics are awful, but... I mean, it, but also, do, do you, dancey. From the window to the <laughs> walls. <laughs> like, exactly. Can you, can you tell us any other songs that are on the Misogyny, but it slaps playlist? Oh, yeah, I'd me, love to know. Let me get it pulled up. Okay. And I can tell you 
exactly what's on it as of now. And whenever I find new ones, I'll add them on there. Oh, okay. So th- that's the genre, but I actually named it. I'm a feminist, but damn, this misogyny slaps. So oh, okay. it's a longer. I like long, <laughs> weird playlist titles, I guess. Uh, Don't Trust Me by 303. Misery Business by Paramore. Still Be Friends by g Easy. Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke and Earl <laughs> Williams. Genghis Khan by Mike Snow. Bitches Ain't Shit by Dr. Dre. Um, Just Lose It by Eminem. The Hills by The Weeknd. You put a lot of Weeknd songs on there. Yeah, I Will Possess Your Heart by Death Cab for Cutie. That song's misogynistic? Um, I guess I thought it was... Uh, it's, I guess if I listened to the words, maybe it sounded possessive shots, i don't i don't know shots fired at ben gibbon <laughs> so there, there's you know ones like that uh, oh a little less conversation by elvis presley for some reason made it on there <laughs> a little less conversation let the woman speak elvis a little less conversation a little more action <laughs> elvis huh elvis uh, huh how about a lot more listening and more mm. cunnilingus elvis that's right elvis get downstairs oh. <laughs> Rumor has it by Adele is also on there. Mm, shots fired. Shots Adele. fired. Take yeah. that. Wow. This, this playlist is wild. Um, I wrote in my notes that this song is insanely bad. Um, <laughs> Hollywood and Dead are bragging about how they get really drunk and also have lots of sex, which I feel like if these guys are as drunk as they say, this has got to be the worst sex. Just absolutely abysmal. Like nothing's <laughs> are you happening. Claiming to that they just all have whiskey dick and it's just terrible. Yes, I am. Well, going people on the record always know everywhere he comes. <laughs> I mean, listen, he's, he's yeah, all right. That uh, work, he, they, you know, the men probably are having a great time. I just feel bad for the, the yeah, ladies overall in the situation. That's true. <laughs> that's true. He, he's already asleep. What? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, dot com. Uh, this is a comment from Spencer Elizabeth Grace for hire, who said one of the best songs I know. This used to be my life. Brings back a lot of memories. Uh, and then they quote the lyric: "Break up with my girlfriend so I can bang sluts." I enjoyed the way they put that line together, along with the beat. Fantastic! Bravo, Hollywood. <laughs> Um, Even when I was really into this um, album, I don't think I would have ever described any of these songs as the best song I've ever heard. I think there's just a moment <laughs> where people <laughs> hear a song and they're like, I can't imagine a better a better song. I can't imagine it. They just they haven't heard enough songs yet. Um, Undead Girl said, I probably should be concerned. My boyfriend and I sing this together all the time. Nah, it's just an awesome party song that we have a connection to. Good luck to you, Undead Girl. This is uh, this one. This is the name of this commenter is the name is Dre, who said really really catchy, funny song, but the intro outro are incredibly annoying and make the song lose a lot of credibility. Mm. <laughs> Check your cred. I like the the whole rest of this song where it's like get up, thanks, let's da da da. But then it's the fact that it's like he's showing his penis. No, this song has lost credibility. I will say, mm-hmm. I feel like since they do use the word weenie, it uh-huh. does take the edge off that line a little bit. So mm-hmm. it makes it, oh, Charlie scene, you're so goofy. Versus yeah. like, hey, you're a weird, creepy dude who's just showing your dick to everybody. Yeah. yeah. I guess I, I guess we're looking at it as he's running around the party doing a quick flash, whatever, as opposed to like, you know, something worse. Yeah. 
the layers, the layers of abuse. Uh, Matt, what do we got next on this wonderful album? Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Before oh, oh, we move on, oh, sorry. Yes. This is uh, one that I actually watched the music video oh, for. Oh, please, yes. And before I, like, or while I was watching it, I realized I was actually watching the edited version of the video. Nothing worse. So the, the song was edited, and man, half the song is different <laughs> because <laughs> they had to, like, they put these weird sound effects on every, oh, no. everything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's literally a cow moo at some oh, point so in a like, place. Moo always no. <laughs> well, I think it was when they were maybe it was the Phil Cups like double D's or something to do with double D's. That instead of saying that, they just it was just like moo. <laughs> oh, uh, the lyric is when I start drinking, my dick does all the thinking. Hoes want to be seen with me, and I like their big fat titties. D cup with extra filling. Take it. I'm not going to read any more of this. No. Yeah, I think it was like, you? I like their big moo. <laughs> I think it's what it said. And then if there would be like weird breathing. So instead of the line, it would just be like, <sighs> and it's like, oh, that's worse. Oh, <laughs> or, or a, oh. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they, it would be like a drawn out uh, word. So instead of to cover up the word like fuck, it would be like, like I'm fucking drinking it would be like I'm drinking to fill the time of the extra word it was so funny though uh beautiful beautiful the edit I I have to say so I attempted to watch all the videos for this album and I found that half of them recycled footage from each other so it was like the same footage but with like in one video they're like the camera's across the room staring at them and then in another video they're using the same footage but now the camera's on the floor and they're doing like a beat down yell at the camera on the floor move honestly i really was hoping that one of these videos was going to have some storyline but none of them have storylines it's literally just everybody although wait isn't there one maybe it's this one where uh one of these guys wakes up in bed next to a woman and he literally like pushes her out of the bed and she like thumps on the floor as he leaves i'm not sure that's much of a storyline <laughs> <laughs> that's as good as you're gonna get from the boys in hollywood and dad <laughs> Um. Uh, all right, Matt. What do we What do we got next? Oh, it's uh, no other place. What's the Fountains of Wayne cover? just going to keep going and going and going and going that's right man there's no other place that they would rather be than los angeles there's no other place um this one's a funny man focus and you know funny man you can tell him apart because he's got a bit of a deeper voice um i will point out doesn't seem very funny (laughs) i thought he'd be more of a punchline guy not really a punchline guy just uh it must be one of those things like you got to know him you just have to know him you know he's funny 
you have to know him. But we don't know him, so we just have to take your word for it. Seemed like Charlie Scene saved all the funny jokes for himself, all yeah, the funny lyrics. I think so. I think so. Um, Ashley, no other place. What do you think of this one? I mean, in general, I'm more of a New York gal myself than Ooh, L.A. But, there we go. Um, I do remember this song a lot. I have very like, vivid memories of lis- listening to this song like in my car my windows rolled down thinking it's really cool i thought out of all of the songs that i'm listening to now as an adult this one i was like oh, okay listen that's probably the least worst one whoa okay. oh, the least worst one the least worst one uh the lyric i wrote down from the song is we ain't here to front we ain't here to beef we're just here to get you out your motherfucking seat mm. honestly can't argue with that that that's a positive message just as positive a message you're gonna get here um uh, I'm not going to join the Undead Army, but uh, I will give him that. I will say that this uh, vacillating synth sound um, over the course of, was this like a four-minute song? Very annoying. Like it's, it's literally just, just turn it up and turn it down. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I didn't. Uh, Matt, what, what do you think about No Other Place? Um, are you wishing it was a Fountains of Wayne cover? <laughs> well, part of me always wishes it was a Fountains of Wayne cover. But the, uh, mm-hmm. the other part of me sitting in this chair, I found it to be fine. Like, it's n- I don't love it by any any stretch of the imagination. But listening to it, I was kind of like, yep, this is- pride in where you're from is a, is a song staple. You know, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles is a great place to be proud of being from. Congratulations for being born there. You did it. <laughs> um, it's like, what was Charles Manchin going to do? Come on and be like, I mean, the Midwest, it's really depressing. There's empty buildings everywhere because the global economy has changed in such a way in scale that we have offshored most of our manufacturing, leaving big buildings completely empty and people here decided to go where the work was, leaving towns that were once thriving into desperate situations. Ain't no place I'd rather be than the Midwest, than the Midwest. Like, now shake and plus it, baby. All the, all the really terrible weather that happens too. It's yeah. cold as fuck and then it starts to rain and then a CVS opens and it takes my pain. Ooh, it, no oh that's a hit they got a hit in your hands there charles absolutely um oh and also everybody in every part of the midwest thinks that they're the best part of the midwest even though we're all fucking miserable (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm this is a fact i'm from iowa you know the midwest or minneapolis we're the midwest we're the fucking coldest people on earth oh yeah well we're from detroit the best part of the midwest because nobody comes here and it's completely avoidable Matt. Yeah, I'm from uh, Indiana. We're like, well, at least we're not Ohio. Boom! <laughs> oh, boom. <laughs> Smoked. Ah, uh, well, there you go. Um, there's only one good comment on songmeetings.com, Matt. It's one of your favorites. <gasps> it's from... Quiff Porn? The name is... No, it's not from Quiff Porn. It's from The Name is Dre, but this is your favorite type of comment. Why aren't there more comments on this song? Oh, love it. <laughs> it's one of their best by far. So everyone seems to agree this is their least worst song. No other place. Really do wish it was a Fountains of Wind cover, though. All right. Matt, up next, what do we got? Up next, we've got number five. Hollywood will never come down. Hollywood will never 
Charlie C. Let it show me your streets like it's Halloween. You got a fake ID and you're 17. I'm a complete catastrophe, blasting around you like <laughs> So let's take some shots. Two will be running for. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. What was that accent? Uh oh. Uh oh. Things are uh, a little out of hand in here. Um, this song. Uh, I wrote in my notes, the singing and the filtered guitar are terrible. <laughs> there might be too many songs about drinking. I will tell you, when I wrote this note, I uh, I will say that there will be some songs that are not about drinking. And then I'm like, oh, I wish there were more songs about <laughs> drinking. <laughs> um, and also, once again, this yelling rap. Like, I mean, the, when these guys were doing levels in the studio, Matt, it's all reds. Mm. Like... They're just so much yelling rap. You don't need to yell these raps. I don't understand that. This song has claims about both sleeping on your mom's couch and fucking your mom. Mm. But also this lyric here. If the keg is tapped, then you're getting capped. Take your girl to the sack and I'll take a nap. Mm. I beg your pardon? You, you take my girl and then do nothing? But this fits with you know what's going on with the alcohol consumption. I believe this lyric. That's Although the, the way that it's written, it could be, you take your girl to the sack. I'm gonna go ahead and take a nap. Oh, good <laughs> boy. It doesn't, it doesn't say point. I'm gonna take your girl. It just says take your girl. Take your girl. That's take your girl to the sack. I'm gonna take a nap. Wow. You know what? That you know what is this song about? How actually Charlie Scene is a good wingman. Yes. Let's follow this theory. Think about it. You bring Charlie Scene to a party. He's going around. He's flopping his dick out. He's being a mess. And then you go up to the girl you like and go. What's this fucking guy's problem? Oh, I don't know, but you seem like a halfway decent person in comparison. In score. This is about wow. There you go. Now they also talk about throwing up the HU. Uh the lyric is so I'm hopping, jumping, sipping, and skipping. It's nights like these that we all love living. So take out your hands and throw the HU up. Now wave it around like you don't give a fuck. How do you throw the HU? Have you ever thrown the HU, Ashley? No, I'm not even sure how you would. That's what I'm trying to figure out. What's the? How do you do the HU? Um, uh, I mean, a U would be this, maybe. I'm I'm, I'm ticking my. I'm my trying to remember in and... sign language with the what the H would be. Oh, oh, you think you think the boys and uh the boys in Hollywood and Dad are? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to th- just trying to think of the options. I don't know how you would make an H with your hand otherwise. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. I am I'm a little confused. Matt, you are going through a lot of different variations there. You oh, might also be swearing I would be at murdered us in, in Los Angeles trying to figure out this HU. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, if if you know any listeners, Roach Riders, Indigo Angels, who know how to throw up the HU, take a pick, send it to us so we know what it looks like to throw up the HU. Because I watched the videos and they're doing hand signs, but none of them looked like an H or a U that I'm aware of. Um, okay, Ashley, you're going to do some Googling. You can do some Googling. All right. Well, Ashley Googles. I'm going to head over to songmeanings.com. This comments from Black and White Dreams. And this is from 2006. So this is like an older song. So this is like a hardcore Undead Army MySpacer. I love this song. I actually, re- actually requested this at a bat mitzvah. And much to my surprise, they played it. The adults were a bit in shock when the kids were acting like idiots and grinding with each other, but I was chilling with the DJ and laughing because I knew all the lyrics. Only Hollywood Undead could do this. It's true. It's true. Is there a party going on? There's a, there, sorry, there's a skateboard store across the street, and Uh-oh. sometimes they do tricks in the street and on the sidewalk, and we just heard a big cheering thing, and I'm guessing someone landed a 
really sick trick. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Wait, is is that place also Jenny's grandma's house? This I think it is Jenny's grandma's. I think it is. Jenny's grandma's house right outside. Uh, sick this, trick. Uh, this, sick trick. Uh, this comments from Robbie Rampage with six E's who said, this song is what life is all about. Getting drunk, getting high, and getting laid. Love this song. Okay. And then... Um, S. Barlage 07 said, does this song title have any meaning other than being the fifth song on the album? And Norman came in and said, nope. <laughs> and uh, that really hit me that this song is only called number five because they couldn't think of another song title. Um, I think they should have gone with hopping, jumping, sipping, and skipping. That's what they should have called this song. Any luck on your a- on your Guggen? No, I can't find anything that definitively says. Um, there's a lot of Reddit threads where this question is, is asked frequently. Oh. So apparently we're not the only ones, but I can't get a definitive answer. Okay, Matt, you just made... Okay, you're throwing the diamond up. Okay, well, that's, Matt, that's, you got... That's LA, right? That's LA, okay. Yeah. All right, Matt, now you're... Okay, yeah. L.A. I see L.A. Okay. And then let's, let's just turn it upside down and say this. Oh! So you make the L.A. symbol, which is your pointer finger up in the air with your thumb, your two, your pointer finger and ring finger on your other hand going down over the thumb. You flip it. Oh, oh, oh. I think. There we go. There. This, this, is, the, this is the H. U. Wait, what is the H, Where's though? the H? Wait. Oh, this look, is great podcasting look, here, look. Matt. Doing it. <laughs> Matt, this is the U. This okay, is the leg the of the H. That's the leg of the H. Yeah, this is the stem of the H. So are you merging oh. the two? Oh yeah, oh, we boy. only have so many fingers, Lauren. <laughs> so many fingers. Do the best I can and throw up the H. Yeah. U. I'm a Matt, big fan I love of you. this band. <laughs> Matt, you part of the undead army? I can tell. Oh, I'm the living uh, dead, baby. <laughs> there it is. All right. Uh, up next, Matt. What do we got? Ah, uh, young. What I wish I was. Mm. You know, sometimes the world is a hard place. We are young. So when you're young, it's all good, baby. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't. Falling apart, baby. I'm in the Midwest and I am soaking wet. It's cold as shit. But we still the I best. See the children in the rain like the parade before the pain. I see the love, I see the hate, I see this world that we can make. I see the life, I see the sky, give it all to see you fly. Yes, we wave this flag of hatred, but you're the ones who made it. I so also drink this. What's funny about the the way that this yell rapping goes on um, through this whole album is that he's already yelling, and then clearly the note was, well, you have to go up more. So can you yell harder on top of the yelling you already done? He's like, I'll do what I can. I'm only I only only one man. I'll do what I can. Um, I wrote in my notes that this song is a little bit like getting into an argument with someone you weren't even talking to. <laughs> um, you just mind your own business and this guy's like, we are young and we're building things up. And I was like, I don't even know you, man. 
Leave me alone. Um, didn't love this one, uh, but I was glad that the guitar is sort of back. I put this down as Hollywood Undead's uh, Youth of the Nation. That's what I got from this one. Mm. Um, Ashley, was this uh, was this your senior year graduation song? No. Um, <laughs> this is part of the album whenever I was texting you, and I was like, man, I forgot how boring a big chunk of this album is, <laughs> and it just kind of becomes background music. Mm. And this is really, for me, where where that starts, where I just kind of zone out. Because um, you realize, like I did, oh shit, we need more drinking songs. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. I was yeah. like, I, I miss uh, Charlie Scene all of a sudden, right, talking about pulling his, his weenie out. Yeah, you're like, oh, I can't believe I'm, I'm nostalgic for that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Matt, um, I mean, how'd you feel about this one? Did you wish it was your senior year song? Well, you know, if it were my senior year song, I would have to admit that, you know, this is the year we got to do it. You know, mm, oh, this this is the year. You know what? This is the I'm year a senior this change. year, guys. This is the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are we doing? I gotta get laid. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, we gotta make a pact right now. Sure. All right, yep. we're making a pact. All right, before the end of this senior year, all of us. Again, we're all getting laid. It's going to happen. And you know who's going to help us? Charlie Scene. All right? He's going to go into every party and It'd make it really so bad. It's going to be so awful. It's going to be awful. And then everyone will be like, those guys are cool. In comparison, Charlie so Scene's nice and show, normal. Yep. Charlie Scene's going to show up, be the worst human, and then we play cleanup. That's right. You know what? You know what? Charlie Scene, Charlie Scene is the stifler of this group, clearly. <laughs> Um, to use the American Pie uh, reference here, that's that's clearly what it is. Um, Ashley, you're a little younger than Matt and I. Um, the American Pie movies, any meaning to you, or did you miss the boat? Uh, no, I watched them. Again, my okay. sister's a little older than me, mm-hmm. so she had all of them on DVD. So um, I think I've seen almost all of them. I don't think I saw the newest one. Was there like a reunion yeah, one? Yeah, American, yeah. It came I, out like 2011, I want to say. Don't recall if i saw that one but i've seen i think all the other ones okay like on, a few where, times where do you stand are you with the most people who think the first one is the best or where are you with me that american wedding is the best i mean at the time that they came out i'm not sure what i would have said now with the perspective i have now and a lot of the cringy and awful things that happened in the first one i would say american wedding is probably there we go there we go less bad mm-hmm. in that regard but mm-hmm. it's also I feel those movies, I'm not the key demographic for those movies any longer, so mm. I'm not sure if I could give a, a best title to any of them at this stage. Mm. Well, well, I'm. you know what? I'm really tying this in. The first movie, Stifler, I think, drinks cum. In the second movie, yeah. Stifler gets pissed on. Mm-hmm. And in the third movie, he eats shit. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know what happens to him in the fourth one. I will say I, I do love that those movies um, research the career of Jennifer Coolidge because I think she's mm. she's funny. And mm. she said she also got um, laid a lot off of those movies. So good for her. Good Look for at her. that. Oh, Look in, the at that. Fourth, in the fourth movie, Stifler finds God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, yeah, I definitely have not seen that movie. <laughs> no, the, well, there we go. <laughs> obviously um, not, but of course. Yeah. Songmeanings.com. This is the comment that really took me. The, uh, the the commenter's name is, I think, Throw Me Hearty? Is that how you would read that? Throw Me Hearty. Yeah, I guess. Throw Me Hearty. I don't know. A lot of, lot of missing vowels. Uh, their comment is, well, hot fucking damn. I love this shit. Oh, throw my heart away. Throw my heart away. Okay. There we go. Uh, 
Yeah. Or throw, well, hot fucking throw me hardies. <laughs> throw me hardies. <laughs> throw me hardies. Give me some curly me. fries. Mm-hmm. A big Buford, uh, if you will. People really stunned by this song. Rainbow Crayon said, God, this song is so freaking amazing. Every time I hear it, I'm just like, shit, man. You know what? We are young. We are, <laughs> we are young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder oh. if they tour, if they still played this song, because at this point... Okay, no offense. You, they are not young. They are not they are not young. Um but I mean, also, I guess young comparatively to like eighty year olds. Well the other thing to keep in mind is is a lot of the production on this album and a lot of the singing on this album is done by Deuce, oh, who's right. no longer in the band. And so they might have, you know, tabled a lot of these. Will um as we go through, I'll I'll pull up the old set list FM and, and see what's going on with Hollywood Undead in uh, 2023 as they I would really love Rockzilla. to know what their what their set list is now. I'm sure I won't know half the songs as I mean I'm sure they've had a lot of bangers since this album. Uh, I would say, you know, the thing is is that I looked up a little bit of the post Deuce era, which is basically most of their career. And um, I actually found everything that they really, I only listened to singles. I didn't go in deep cuts. So if you're part of the Undead Army and you're like Lauren you're full of shit, that's fine. I only listened to a couple singles. They seem um, more boring, but less vile. Mm-hmm. Um, they've tamped down on... I mean, they don't they don't throw the F word around anymore. Uh, the other F word. Um, and so... But they're definitely less interesting. Don't think there's... There's no mention of anyone pulling their dick out. There's, you know... Not, I mean, yeah. They definitely seem Lame. tamer. <laughs> Lame. When I was on um, Reddit looking for the, the hand sign, there was a post that was saying that um, they were really annoyed that the band doesn't utilize J-Dog enough. Mm. So, well, there's six guys. Yeah, it's a lot. You can't not. Everyone can have their time to shine I mean, with that many people. You know, J-Dog, he might just end up being like the U-God of Hollywood Undead. There isn't a ton of U-God on these Wu-Tang Clan albums, all right? But that's because they have Raekwon and Ghostface. I mean... What would you do? You going to tell them? What would you do? I mean, even you guys probably like, you probably should have Ghostface on this song. <laughs> I mean, um, okay, I pulled up a set list here. This is from this is from yesterday as we record this. This is February 10th. Uh, they This is from the Rockzilla Tour, which they did in Jones uh, Johnstown, Pennsylvania at the, one, at the first Summit Arena. They only did a six-song set. Six the, songs? That's pretty short. Is pretty it short. like a stacked I, festival lineup? I mean, thing? it's them and uh, it's them and Papa Roach, and Papa Roach must, I guess, be doing a shit ton more songs. They did Chaos, California Dreaming, Riot, World War Me, Coming in Hot, and War Child. Uh, none of those songs are on this album. Yeah, I was about to say, is California Dreaming a different song than California, which appears later on this album? Clearly, they were like. Or is it a Mama's and the Papa's Mama's cover? Mama's Papa's song. What if? Wow. Nothing more new metal than a cover. We all we know like it. like to say. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I'll go see. I mean, I'm, I'm a little surprised that they are playing such a short set. Okay. Oh, here, here. This is a longer set. They did at the Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. Very close to us. Through. All right, so they did Chaos, California Dreaming, Riot, World War Me, Coming in Hot, War Child, Another Way Out, Bullet, Hear Me Now, Everywhere I Go, and they close with Undead. So everywhere I go, still in the set list. I can imagine that that's you know their big their big hit. They drop what's it? They do Everywhere I Go into Undead, the hardcore day one Undead Army throwing up H-U however they can. 
<laughs> I feel like I would just write it on a piece of paper and hold <laughs> it up. I wouldn't attempt a hand sign on it. Too too much uh, too much worry on there. It is funny though that they have uh, they have a song called Riot, then a song World War Me, and then a song called War Child, all within like each other in this set list. That's a lot of war and going on. Um, but you know, maybe is Hollywood Undead a political band now? Uh, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe they decided, you know, maybe we should talk about other things more than uh, getting drunk. Is that that what happened to them? (laughs) Uh, All right, Matt, what do we got next? Oh, up next is Black Dahlia. There we go. Sorry, Mama. I never meant to hurt you. I never meant to make you cry. But tonight, I'm cleaning up my closet. Dahlia Closet. Definitely a different song. Definitely a different song. Definitely a different song. Different song. I'm so sorry, Mom. Wake up. Go to school. Mom's there. So not cool. Go back inside. She's still there. Mom, you are fucking everywhere. Oh, you can't even think. You make the kitchen sink clean every single day. Orange juice won't go away. Oh, Mama, I got so much to say to you. What happened? You used to be so true, but now it's false, and I can't live in the world. I start to spin. What the hell is happening? <laughs> Matt? What? Matt? You fucking spitting. Oh, this motherfucker's spitting. <laughs> this motherfucker's spitting. This guy, um, he's not really spitting so much as like honking loogies with these screams <laughs> here. I mean, right off the bat. And then the thing is that when the chorus comes in, it's so soft and Chester Bennington-y, Lincoln Parky that I'm just like, is this chorus good or am I just happy to have a break? <laughs> My ears just have relief for a <laughs> yes. second. Uh, that guy is, wow, The yeah, once again, it's just like, I don't know you. Why are you yelling at me? My God. Um, I wrote that this is a moody boy, but what a mood. I asked that he please stop yelling at me. I didn't do anything wrong. There is a staccato guitar stab on the chorus that felt very a hat on a hat to me. Like you probably didn't need it. And I said they should have tried to do this one without yelling at me. And I probably would have liked it a little bit more. And it appears to be a breakup song. But the I'm sorry seems to be at odds with the verse's intent. Because uh, he does not sound sorry in the verses. It's a, I get a little, uh, what was it, Ike Turner and SNL vibes with this one. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin Nealon. How'd you feel about Black Dahlia, who, um, famous dead lady, by the way. Yeah, I hated the song ah. a lot. Mm. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it felt very, uh, 
yeah, like someone was broken up with and then he was angry. And there's a line that I think is like, I, I told you I loved you every time I fucked you. And it's like, oh, good for you. It's like, <laughs> uh, why are you throwing that? Like, I just hated everything about this song. Maybe just roll my eyes and be like, this mm. fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, the lyric is, I wish I could have quit you. I wish I never missed you. Wish and- I could have quit you is also a, a line from uh, Brokeback Mountain, by the way. <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. I love the idea of Hollywood Undead going to Sonic, loading up <laughs> on some big root, what, the root 44s? Yeah, I think that's Route what Root 44s, loading it up and then saying, J-Dog, funny guy, Johnny Three Tears, <laughs> Charlie Scene, and Hal Deuce. I got us ticks to Broke That Mountain. Let's go. I think we're going to get some good ideas for the album here. Um, and it makes sense since they were writing this album for Yeah, I was about to say, I think, I think it lines up. I think we up. can line the timeline up. Yeah. That they would have definitely seen that a hundred percent Hollywood and Dead have seen Brokeback Mountain and were probably upset that it did not win Best Picture <laughs> at the Oscars that year. Yeah, two thousand five, December 9th is when it came out. Absolutely, these guys a hundred percent saw this movie. Um, yeah, and then yeah, the follow lyric, and then I told you that I loved you every time I fucked you. Wow, what a thing every oh. lady wants to hear. Yeah. Oh, romance. Um, romance. Romance. He's like, what more do you want from me? What do you want? Yeah. You said I loved you. What was inside of you? What do you want? God. You ladies are so needy. So God. needy. Oh my gosh. He showed you my penis at a party. Hey, I'm Charlie Scene. I you know what you were getting into. I can barely stand. And I'm wearing a mask with a mouth hole cut in it due to my label telling me to do that. What a meeting that must have been. Uh we gotta talk about the mask. We ain't changing our mask. You need to cut a mouth hole in it immediately. Done. Okay, fine. All right. There were no good comments on songmeanings.com for this song. Uh, (laughs) No, like positive or no, like they're all just lame comments. I actually believe there may have been none. No, there's one comment and it's from Baby Blue Eyes SJB who said this is my first favorite song by them. Uh, and then they go on to just analyze the there lyrics. There could be a couple of different meetings. Really? I don't I don't, I don't think that there are. <laughs> there could be a couple, I guess. Uh, well, yeah, because at the end they start they start in, putting a lot on it. And um, I, at the end of it they say, um, that's just my guess what it could mean. I think I may have done a pretty good job. I love this song so much because I have some personal experience with it. Also because it's really beautiful. Um, personal experience with it. Were you also, I was inside you and I said, I love you. What do you need? Open up your door. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, and yet at the same time, they were like, you bitch. Yeah. We went to see Brokeback Mountain together. <laughs> I thought I could quit you. I thought I could quit you, but I can't. Oh, boy. Never thought, I never thought this would be the time we bring up Brokeback yeah, Mountain on the show. Of course. I, I can't help it. It's what it reminded me of. Oh, no, that's fine. I mean, it's what they, that's what they were thinking of. Um, R.I.P. Heath Ledger. Uh, what we got next, Matt? Oh, well, uh, we've got this love, this hate. Mm.
All right. This song, I'm going to say something, and I know I'm sitting here with a former member of the Undead Army, but this song sounds like the music that would play out of an ice cream truck. <laughs> um, and if you watch the music videos and you get the general tone that this band is going for, they got a lot of tats, they got, you know, crazy masks, hoodies. You know, these are guys you don't want to like mess with. If I'm just looking at them, Hollywood undead, they're zombies. Somebody killed them and they came back to life. This sounds like a, you could do like an in sync dance number to this song. <laughs> like you could, this could be playing at like the cheer team at your school. It felt like a real broadening of the audience moment. And I also wrote that it is incredibly whack as fuck. <laughs> mm. Incredibly what? Incredibly whack as fuck. Oh, whack as fuck. Yeah, whack as fuck. This one, yeah, I, I just didn't know how they. I mean, I kind of, I guess, get, like, the audience for it, but it seemed like, it's it's very funny to think, like, this band was like, you know, it would be fucking hard, a song that you could do, like, choreography to. Like, I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't know. I, I didn't enjoy this one. What'd you think? Um, I think this is one of the ones that, again, it kind of fades into background noise for mm-hmm. me. It's like, even now... I, it's it's hard for me to even think of what any of the words are off the top <laughs> of my head now, if it's not like on, you mm-hmm. know, exactly as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone's not actively playing it, I'm like, what was this song again? Like, it's just a very forgettable song to me. Uh, the chorus, these lies are leading me astray. It's too much for me to stay. I don't want to live this destiny. It goes on endlessly right and if you ask me in like two minutes from now i won't remember any of those Mm -hmm. words you know it's just like eh, background music um matt did this song make you want to get um a popsicle (laughs) from the ice cream truck (laughs) i i was like you know what i need right now a sweet treat really want Mm. one of those spongebob ice creams with the gumball eyes that's Mm. what it makes me want was it is that was that your go-to from the ice cream truck uh, no, I'm not a controversial statement. Hot take here. I'm not a big ice cream person. I'm Unbelievable. More of a popsicle gal, but okay. uh, yeah. Then when I ice cream truck, I don't even know. I'd probably get like a bomb pop, I guess. Okay, Matt, what's your go-to on the ice cream truck? Ooh, king cone. Um, okay, I am forever um, the wrestler bars. A what? The wrestler bars. They have a. They, they have their. I'm assuming they still make them. They're probably W. When I was a kid, they were WWF branded, and they had a picture of Hulk Hogan or Macho Man or uh, Ultimate Warrior on them, and they were like uh, like a breading, almost like an ice cream sandwich, a little bit, and then ice cream in the middle. I have no stick. idea what you're talking about. This was that wrestler- like a weird regional thing? <laughs> I don't think so. The WWF was worldwide, baby. I know, but the ice creams. I, I feel like it'd be weird if they were like we're only selling the Hulk Hogan branded. Uh, popsicle well, uh, things. Hold on. Maybe I'm, you were like a tester market. I'm going to look in up. In Evansville, it was a tester market, so we had all sorts of weird shit. Once we had a McDonald's that was a diner, and it had a phone, and you would call and uh, put in your order, and a waitress would bring you your food, and they had like turkey dinners and stuff there. Okay, so this is okay. This is slightly what I'm talking about, but it looked like this. I've never seen that you before never in seen my life. Before, no. yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, they've, redone, they've, they've redone it. Uh, it didn't look like this when I was a kid. Uh, describing it for everybody at home. Uh, it's a picture of Hulk Hogan um, cupping his ear, waiting to hear what the Hulkamaniacs have to say um, on top of what I would describe as like a like a, like a, 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 a tan doughy thing with like an ice cream sandwich middle. Yeah, man. That here, here we go. This is, yes, that's the all. one. 
That's what it looked like. I found a picture from the back of a comic book here. Yeah. Yep. That's always what I got. Delicious. Delicious. Can't get enough of them wrestler bars. Love them wrestler um, bars. Wrestler bars. Now, I will say, if this song was playing from the ice cream truck, I'd be like, I don't know. I wouldn't trust it. I don't trust this one. This this one, this one up to code. It's David Lee Roth going <laughs> to pop out of this thing. Right. Exactly. Songmeetings.com. This comment is from Arian Calden. This person just like, I'm going to put my real name. They said, holy crap. No cuss words? And indeed, this song has uh, no swear words. Oh, wow. It was such a boring song to me that I didn't That's even right. You're like, I need some slurs. I, I need some F-bombs. Like, I'm going to pay attention. Where are all the slurs? Yeah. I need them slurs. <laughs> the where are them slurs? Um, where yeah, are uh, slurs at? Yeah. <laughs> Please drop, to, drop uh, you know, a fuck in there somewhere. Somewhere. Just drop my a fuck attention. in there. Please. Um, and then, you know what? This is a little bit of a long one, but it's so insane that we've got to read it. It's from Greek Fire. And they said, I thought of, uh, I thought of it as talking about sexuality. Mm. My reasoning is this. The part that goes, maybe one day we can choose how it feels to be a woman or a man without rules were buried underneath. Made me think it means something like one day it won't be such a big deal to be gay, lesbian, trans, etc. Maybe one day it will be more socially acceptable. I don't want to live this destiny, not wanting to be socially forced to remain a man slash woman and being able to be who you are inside and not being trapped inside the body you were born in. I guess it's more about transgender and the like issues because uh, we all know that Hollywood Undead and Jeffree Star have worked together on music and such. Hmm. So when my body burns in ashes, only sing the truth. Let these words strengthen all your views. Our bodies are only containers for who we really are. Who said those containers can't sometimes be mislabeled? This is from October 19th, 2008. Wow. I hate to break it to you guys. Despite all other evidence, Hollywood Undead is woke. That's a very insightful comment. It might be the most insightful comment I've ever read from this website. I'm just going to say it. I don't think I I got that from the the music, but that's interesting. That one part that they're referencing, the... That's like behind it. Now that you had said the ice cream truck, it does remind me of that or some sort of video game like Mario where there's a lot of plinky plunky noises. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Maybe I was just distracted by that and I didn't listen to the lyrics. You didn't hear the message, which is about, yeah. I mean, wow. How about that? Matt, how are you feeling about this incredibly incredible turn of events in regards to Hollywood Undead who just a few songs ago were so close to sexual assault? Yeah. I, I, you know, there's two sides to every coin man and one side might mm-hmm. be this party animal that again whips its dick out at the drop of a hat and the other side of it might be like you know what you are yourself and if mm-hmm. you want to express who you are that's great with me there you have it there you have it matt uh, <laughs> what do we have oh, next? who i am is a guy with his dick out. <laughs> a bottle and a gun <laughs> it was once a dark, lonely no. summer's eve on the lonely streets of Sunset when the Lord <laughs> called upon six crazy MCs. Oh, six crazy MCs. J-Dog, Charlie Scene, Johnny Three Tears, the girls, and the producer. Hey, man, you feel about the homie funny, man. Come on. I can show you how to home Like I'm hetero And I play a bitch like 
my benzo. Funny as fuck, I should do stand up. Bust caps at the club like I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Got a gold ass grill. Hit me on the sidekick if you wanna chill. Hop in the ride, let's roll. I'm a baritone with the voice that's so low. It'll make your speakers explode. And I drop your pennies to the flow. Let me bend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do not drop the uh, pennies to the flow. And then I go out and get some more because I believe you should be stacked with pennies. <laughs> I go penny shopping at least three times a week because I am a freak. Uh, between those sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of talk about dropping panties on this album. So I PD. think they, they really should probably be shopping for them. If they're making that many drop, they're probably, they're probably running into situations. Can't find them anymore. I have Can't H you on one arm and PD on the other. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, did you get big ICP vibes from that opening? You know, a little bit, a little bit. I got yeah. a little ICP vibes. I got like, yeah, it just, I got to say I didn't love it. Didn't love no, it. No, no. I did like that they have a moment to shout out their entire crew and they still forget a guy who then has to say, you forgot me. <laughs> that was pretty incredible. That was pretty incredible. Ashley, thoughts on bottling a gun? Um, well, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm kind of glad they brought the, brought the alcohol back. Right. More interesting <laughs> song. Um, and weirdly now that the, the last comment mentioned Jeffrey Star. This does remind me kind of of again Jeffrey Star, MySpacey, mm. other mm-hmm. kind of groups. The, the music in it and just the imagery of guns and bottles is very MySpace of that era. A lot of people got tattoos that I'm sure they have subsequently uh, covered up of mm. those, <laughs> like on their chest. You know the double guns. Oh wow! I, yeah, I, that was I, like I, a big I, chest tat that was that popular was a big back chest. Oh wow! I don't I don't have that. I don't have that tat. Um, <laughs> you um, don't. You, you I don't, don't have that. Of tat. All, with all all the tats you have, you haven't managed to. I, get I, I that's one yet? that. I you know what? Every time they're trying to sell, they're trying. It's always an upsell with me. I go in with the idea I have. I'm like, listen, I have this I need idea. A tattoo that like, says Nug Riders. <laughs> I, Nug Riders for life. I need another tattoo that just says uh, Room Temp Ranch. And they're like, well, how about two guns across your chest? And I was like, that's not what I'm talking about, tattoo man. Ashley, are you tatted? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. All right. I have I have a nose ring though. You, you have can't a nose see ring. it because okay. it's the podcast, but Right. Yeah. So they wouldn't I'm, be able to see the tats I'm, that you don't I'm have. I'm edgy. Either. There you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm edgy. I'm edgy. I got a nose ring. I'm edgy. So, uh, a couple lyrics I wanted to point out in here. The first one is um, at the end of Funny Man's verse where he does say that he's so funny he should do stand up yet I have yet to hear any evidence of it. He says, "Hop in the He's talking about his car and he says hop in the bat girls freaky fridays this lyric has been bothering me for a straight week <laughs> what does this have to do with body swap what does this have to do with you being inside your mom your mom being inside you? like what does this have to do with anything freaky friday related baffling decision funny guy more like confused guy that's how I stand on that one. I think it's um, more of like, you know, Thirsty Thursdays were a thing. It's like, oh, it's Freaky Fridays now. Oh. In, in Finland, I, I lived in Finland for about six months in Helsinki. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesdays, the international group of people that I was with, we used to call them Wicked Wednesdays because mm. it would be a big night to go out. So you're thinking he's just like, he's not even aware of the film Freaky Friday. I yeah. mean, I 
I would love to amend that anyone in this group is like, you know what? It's going to be a movie night. Why don't we watch Freaky Friday? Get the popcorn going. Get the movie going. We love Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, you, you've got to have, you've got, you know, they can't be all serious dramas about gay cowboys. These guys have to mix it up. You know, maybe that's it. Funny guy was like, listen, I'm not watching any more of these serious dramas. Let's watch Lindsay Lohan swap bodies. Come on, guys. Everybody get in here. Even you, Deuce, who we're going to kick out of the band soon. So uh, the other lyric here, and I can show you how to hump without making love. The way you look at me, I can tell that you're a freak. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? Matt, talk me through this. How do you how do you hump without making love? Oh, dry humping, baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's a big rub them jeans. Rub them jeans. This man's an adult man. He's like, we're straight up dry up. Then I gotta go. Hey man, here's the deal. Take him, take him back is what he's thinking. <laughs> let's, he's like, let's bring this back. This is let's bring this let's back. Let's bring a makeout party back. <laughs> <laughs> Too much focus on fucking. Let's Too much. Let's get, you know what? get to rubbing. I'm a foreplay man. <laughs> You know what? This makes sense because you know what? They're hanging out with Charlie's scene. The guy's pulling his dick out all, all the, time. the time. And they're like, and they're like, you know what? I, I want something. I, I want something innocent in comparison yeah, to this. I just want to make you yeah. wetter than spring, and then we're gonna leave each other. First, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know why, but like, the, it's not the the content like. I'm like, oh, fine, just you know, have sex without feelings. So that's a pretty popular mm-hmm. um, theme in a lot of songs. Right. But the fact that they use the word hump really just gives me the ick. It just makes me just be like, oh, gross. <laughs> it really just bums me out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, truly, if somebody's like, uh, yeah, then we humped, you'd be like, nope, yeah, sorry. We, hump, we yeah. humped butts. It was we great. Humped, <laughs> it was great. Um, I wrote in my notes that I think I hate Charlie Scene's voice the most of the six guys in the band. Band, of which there are too many. Have we even heard the curls? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Yep, this yeah. is the part of the night where we wonder if we heard the curls. <laughs> <laughs> he might be in one of the later verses. Uh, that I don't we think just he's to. listed. On the, on the liner notes here? Liner notes, yeah. Oh, no. Like, what is this called again? Um, it lists who's on the song, and I don't see his name on any of these. Uh, let's see. Oh, wait. There he was. He was in number five. Oh, but when he said his name. <laughs> um, DeCurls. And that's it for me. Thank you so much. Right. Is curls like the dan- is, is curls like the dancing guy from Boston's, but for Hollywood Undead? Like, get curls out here for just a minute, you know? Maybe he's the, the hype man at the, the shows, you know? Like, he's the one going, like, come on, or clap I, your hands the fact or whatever. That, the, the fact that you've got six guys and you also need a hype man. <laughs> like, what is everybody doing here? Um yeah, because the thing about Slipknot, credit where it's due, everybody's got like a different job. You know, mm-hmm. one singer, one DJ, okay, two guitarists, that's fine, bassist, clown did on... Did Curls play any instruments? I don't, What's that? Did the Curls play any instruments um, according to the wiki? Maybe uh, maybe he's busy playing drums or something. Let me go back to the Curls. Um, the Curls' responsibility according to this... He is vocals on tracks one, three, one through three, five and six, nine through eleven, and then on the bonus tracks, which are not we're not doing. And then he also did drums on five, seven, nine, and eleven, and percussion on five, seven, nine, eleven. Okay, so he's doing. We've heard, we clearly have heard either him hit something or possibly say something at some point. 
So maybe he's just like background vocals, so we don't really hear him, and it's more of just him banging those drums. It might be. Um, yeah, the amount of bonus track situation here is insane. I, I I can't believe that. Yeah, which we're not doing, but I can't believe how many extra bonus tracks. We should mention this album was reviewed by a couple places. Matt All Music gave it two out of five. Uh, Rock Sound gave it seven out of ten, and Ultimate Guitar. Give it six out of ten, but there's no there's no citation for that, so I just got to take their word for it. The all music review is from Dave Donnelly. Matt, he's one of your favorite reviewers. Always, he said that zombies are not Hollywood and Dead are a true underground phenomenon. They built their reputation through word of mouth on social networking sites such as MySpace, and it was the latter's fledgling record label offshoot that the six member rap rock troupe signed to. In 2005 presented here in all its unedited glory there's pr- nothing particularly shocking about any of the lyrics on swan song in fact there's very little that's interesting at all part of the problem lies in the fact that the group doesn't seem to know what it wants to be much of the album is given over to ironic frat boy party rap marquee singles everywhere i go and number five play fast and loose with misogynist and homophobic slurs but it's a cheap way to win a laugh and the jokes become stale long before Hollywood and Dead are finished with them. Mm. Insufferable though the lyrics are, there are some genuinely good ideas here. Everywhere I go and no other place in particular are as danceable as any single in recent memory. And the production value is strong throughout this album. This guy must love um, ice cream trucks. Um, so hey, there we go. Ice cream uh, truck guy. Big ice cream truck guy. Um, all the comments on songmeanings.com for this song are just about how the lyrics that are on song meanings are wrong. Like every single one is like these lyrics are wrong. And then they reprint the lyrics. So these giant comment threads of just the lyrics of the song over and over again. It's a true nightmare. Matt, what do we got next? Oh, I'll tell you. We've got California. In fish sticks. Okay. All right, guys. All right, Matt. We've had no other we- place. An ode to California. <sighs> now we've got California. Mm-hmm. An ode to California. Now I'm starting to, to really feel the California love. These guys really love California. They only need one of they these, love... right? <sighs> the fact that they did another one, and also they just called it California. They didn't call it like Undead Cali or Cali. California or Undead. Something like that. The fact that they were just like, we'll just call it California. No one else has made a song called that, I'm sure. And certainly hasn't made one that's like iconic and associated with, you know, the OC. There's, you know, no, not at all. I, I did have true panic, though, the first time I saw this, that I was like, 
if this is a cover of Phantom Planets, California, <laughs> I'm going to fucking live it. <laughs> and so I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad it wasn't a cover. I wrote, all caps, another song about California. Guys, come on. Also, these guitars don't sound real. They sound like they were a button guitar, not a real guitar. They're so processed. Ashley, I hope this isn't your favorite song about California. Um, no, but I really don't mind it that much, honestly. <laughs> I do remember listening to this song and being like, yeah, let's get fucked up. Again, never having a sip of alcohol in my mm, life up to right. this point when I was like, be like, yeah, let's get fucked up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind it. Okay. Was fine. Um, they didn't- also, let's not forget that in subsequent albums, apparently have also written at least one other song about California. That's right. That's true. So they had more to say after this. There's more to say. There's those like, yeah. You know, get those boys back in the studio and they're just like, I got more to say about this beautiful state I'm from. Um, let's, let's break it down. Um, this song does say that they are six. Uh, they're, they're looking for six chicks who want six dicks. Very specific. I think that's going to limit them a little bit if they're looking for six women to always be together who want to also be with the six of them at the same time. They are playing some tough odds there, you know? Because they, they could be five out of six. They could be fine. And then they're like, I don't think funny guys are funny, so I'm not into them. And they're like, no! no! The curls is like, I'm connecting over here! Yeah, the and they're like, I'm sorry. It's the ratio's chicks, off! She six. doesn't like dicks or nothing! <laughs> nothing! 54-40 or bust! Come on! <laughs> Ah, uh, what a just yeah these guys just roll i mean th- th- that would really honestly that would make me a little panicked if i was like with five other guys and like all of us hook up or none of us hook up i'm like why am i what come on don't put that on me um so six is a lot if it was two or three right. I, that's manageable and yeah. i think that's like a pretty not standard but sort of there'd be nights where it's like oh i can't go home with you because my friend, and I can't leave her alone. So mm-hmm. unless you have a friend, then this isn't going to happen. But six is it's a lot of pressure on everybody. Yeah, a lot of pressure on everybody's. Everybody's like, man, are we clicking? Are we clicking? Oh, man. Yeah, you know. And then there's just going to be one guy's like, I can't with this girl. I'm like, why can't you, Curls? He's like, I can't. She's got an Android. I got an iPhone. She's going to be green texting me. I can't do that. It's like, ah! You know, that could be that could be what happens. And I mean, I'm sure Charlie Sane was ruining it for everybody. Oh, for everybody. He's, he's the, the real wild yeah. card of trying to figure out someone who's going to to be tough enough to go with him that's true that's true yeah everyone's there johnny three tears is like i've never met anyone like you and then charlie scenes like right behind a dick just hanging over his shoulder hey what's going on no check this Uh, out yeah well i mean honestly though if deuce was kicked out of the band then maybe deuce was the guy who was ruining it for everybody you're harshing the vibes but songmeetings.com one comment i liked from monica marie 182 she said, I friggin' love this song. It's hilarious. We're looking for the six chicks down with the six dicks, rolling all day, getting buzzed. It's ridiculous. Horny like the sickness, quickies with the quickness, pussy like it's business, work it like it's fitness. Listen while I spit this, gaming all these bitches. Now I'm going to hit this. Fuck until I'm dickless. <laughs> that part cracks me up every time. I got to say, Matt, we've been doing the show a long time. And no one has ever said that they were going to fuck until they're dickless. No, nobody says that. <laughs> that is, I would say, who wants to do that? That's a, that's a, that's a road unpaved. No one wants to go there. My God. I don't even know what that's. See, I think they were going for punchline there, and I'm just straight up horrified. <laughs> Matt, what do we have next? We have City. I wonder if it's Los Angeles. <laughs> Thank you. 
police sketch on my mask. And it's hard at times to ask if you could save my heart for last. And it's hard to face the facts when the darkness fades to black. It's not just make believe when they make me take a seat. And they put amphetamines in the air and make me breathe. So come on and grab your children. Look out for burning buildings. And villains who pillage the killing by the millions. Billions of people died for a lost cause. So now I pray to my nation destroyed under God. The end of the world. All my battles have been won with the war. It's just begun. Let's watch this We're listening to the whole song. I like that one, actually. That one is good, pretty good. Matt, we were just talking about how much they love California. They love the city of Los Angeles. And now they're saying, let's burn it to burn. the ground. Let's burn it to the ground. These boys do contain multitudes. They really do. Um, this one, I did have a conundrum. Because when they get serious, I want to go back to the party. But when they go back to the party, then I'm like, I want to leave this party. So I really can't win either way. No, you're, you're um, a real catch-22. You know, you know, it's a real trouble because, you know, you've got six guys who are all trying to angle up with the six women who showed up to this party. And then one of them's got his dick out. I mean, what a chaotic. And they all got masks on without mouth holes. So it's like you can't understand what they're saying. It's all muffled anyway. Uh, a true mess. Um, Ashley, how do you feel about City? Um, I'm in a similar boat as you. I, it's, this is one of the more boring ones to me. Um, fine. Again, after all of the, we love Los Angeles and now you're going to burn it to the ground. It just sounds like a very, um, toxic relationship you have with the, that city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless they're talking about a different city, like they're like, you know, fuck mm-hmm. New York or something, right. but, but they, they keep it vague. They didn't, yeah. They mm-hmm. didn't elaborate. Mm-hmm. So, but maybe they're keeping it vague so that they can hit as many people as possible. So if you, wherever you live, whatever shitty city you live in, you're like, this could be my city. Just <laughs> genetically <laughs> engineered for the Midwest. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. Cleveland. We're going to burn that we're gonna down. Burn this shit to the Although I don't, I don't think anyone's been like Cleveland. This city is so pretty. <laughs> The Cleave? <laughs> Cleavetown? Uh, Cleavetown? Um, so we've talked a, l- a little bit about... Um, well, actually, hold on. Before I do that, um, songmeanings.com. Uh, oh. Po- Polygraph says, this is one of my favorite songs by Hollywood Undead, mainly because they're not talking about fucking bitches and whatnot. <laughs> They might be lis- listening to the wrong band if they don't, say, that's not what they want to if hear. That's, if you don't want that, yeah, there's, there's other bands for you. Um, Dragon19 says, I agree with the theory that this song is talking about LA. The name of the city means City of Angels. Uh, we know. Uh, Hollywood Undead made this to probably show that, that this is not true. <laughs> what I think of when I hear this song, I think of the band members are in LA. But it is burning. There is chaos as people are running everywhere. Firemen are trying to put out the fires, but they won't go out. Near the end, an angel appears, touching the city, and everything appears normal. But it is a warning to the people of the city. The glamorous life isn't always glamorous. I think this person has some thoughts about L.A. separate from the members of Hollywood Undead. Um, uh, Yeah, I love that little threat there. Um, So we have talked a lot about the fact that Deuce produced this album, heavy in the songwriting, then he's out of the band. Some say he was kicked out. Deuce says he he quit. But when you go onto the, the Wikipedia page for Deuce, which is listed as Deuce Musician, 
he uh, he left the band according to Wikipedia due to differences with the band members, of which there are many to have differences with. The first song he wrote following his departure was a song called Story of a Snitch. And it was about Hollywood Undead, the snitch allegedly being member J-Dog. Whoa, J-Dog. With lyrics consisting mainly of obscenities and insults directed towards Hollywood Undead, also making claims such that he was kicked out of the band and that members of the band were, quote, trying to spit like me, but they don't have it. So then in an interview with YouTube interviewer Brian Stars. What? YouTube in... Okay, n- never mind. For a okay. second, I thought you meant YouTube had like a show that they just interviewed people. And I was like, wait, what? But you just <laughs> I mean, mean someone who you know what? They've has got, a show on they've YouTube. They've got thousands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, now I got um, it. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood Undead members Johnny Three Tears and DeCurls were asked why Deuce had left the band, revealing that he was not working well with the band and that they had to bend over backwards to accommodate Deuce in a lot of ways, and also that he held them back in their songwriting quality. Deuce, in a different interview with Brian Stars as well, stated that the band was in fact jealous of his leading role in the band and that he was fully responsible for the band's current position. Hollywood Undead then stated that Deuce required a personal assistant revealed to be Jimmy Yuma, I don't know who that is, who is now Deuce's guitarist and lyricist. That's quite a claim that he's writing Deuce's lyrics. And Yuma replied that Deuce paid him himself, not the band, to set equipment up and tour with him. The confusion was that the band also paid him to set up their equipment separately. I wouldn't have said anything, Johnny, Jimmy Yuma. Take the two checks. You're getting double paid for the same job. Two checks. Don't rock the bug. Two checks. And I mean, maybe I'm, I don't know the dynamics of a band um, or whatever, but I don't think it's that big of a ask if you want an assistant that seems like yeah if you're a popular band and you're touring you probably sometimes i feel like i need an assistance and i'm not doing shit so (laughs) i think what it is is that they had him hired to set up for everybody and deuce was like no you just set me up and he's like well i am supposed to set up everybody else and then maybe that, that's that where just the con- seems more of like there's just a miscommunication and less of diva like well, behavior. Well, okay, but- so then then we have here. Deuce also commented that on one tour, the band was waiting for him in order to fly to their next destination and blamed it on Deuce for being late. Deuce stated that the manager told him that the band had broken up and was not touring. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Wait, so I mean, there's like a million things going on there. You got the bands at the airport that look. Like, also, are they flying? non-commercial that that sounds like a private jet situation otherwise they would just fucking go and be like oh i guess deuce is gonna catch a flight later i i mean i'm guessing the thought process is we all ride together we're a band of brothers that's i, don't know. I mean that's seems guys, what if what if someone's running late to, to ashley, the airport you just gotta I, go ashley i have to remind you these guys go to parties and they have to find six, six chicks to bang chicks. six ticks or they yeah. do not fuck <laughs> So they it does not surprise me that they all have to ride together. Then I would suggest that they need to get some sort of shuttle situation so they just pick them up so <laughs> everyone's do. just there. Um, the manager basically telling them, though, like him, I, I just imagine them saying, like, do I, uh, do I tour today? Uh, no, no, the band actually broke up. Did they not tell you? The <laughs> band broke months ago. Oh, oh yeah, my broke bad. Up. Stay home. <laughs> Go to bed. Yeah. And then in another interview with Jacked Up Radio, Deuce stated that one of the disputes he had was over the fact that he had a personal Twitter account. He claims that he had begun to connect with fans over Twitter, and he was told that if you keep Twittering, you're not going to be allowed to go on tour. 
What? I mean, that might have been for his own good. The things that some people put on on Twitter. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if sense. he was being a real creep, yeah, <laughs> being a real creep, absolutely. Um, I have. He's like, I'm some- busy trying to fight six chicks. I'm finding six chicks for you guys, all right? I'm just trying to coordinate in advance so that way we everything's planned out and it right. doesn't ruin our We're night. We're going to meet. It's going to be fine. I'm tired of yes. leaving it to fate. <laughs> yes, and having some sort of chemistry. Charlie Seed over here, put your dick away. Oh, my God. So um, I listened to a little bit of Solo Deuce. And I just want to let you guys know that it is indeed some of the worst music ever made. <laughs> and um, it's kind of like less clever LMFAO, but with more yelling and screaming. It's just, it's just not, a, not a good time. You and I were talking about LMFAO the yes. other day, and it was the first time I have thought about them in, I mean, since 2012, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved LMFAO in 2009. I thought they were amazing. I went to see them in concert. It was the best. And then they literally put out that second album. And I was like, I don't like this so much. And then they broke up. And then it was like problem solved. And I was worried about this anymore. <laughs> they, uh, they were the soundtrack um, to my spring break experience to Daytona Beach, baby. That's right. Oh, yeah. We had a, a Facebook event uh, with the my group of friends that went. And it was titled Trash on the Beach 2011. And that's what we called our spring break trip. Trash on the Beach. We were in a two-bedroom condo situation and we had about 11 people some guy named tank had to sleep in the bathtub because there was no other room tank oh my gosh gold tank that's good um, Sorry for really party rocking, Tink. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we did, you know, Matt. We did kind of drop the ball here a little bit. Normally, when we're dealing with a band with this many nicknames, we all try to give ourselves nicknames mm-hmm. um, that correspond. But I mean, I guess with this band, uh, Matt, if you're a Hollywood Undead member, you've mm-hmm. got a mask with a mouth hole cut in it. Yep. What's your Hollywood Undead name? Uh, I was gonna say Matty Ice. I like that. I like Matty Ice. I think that's good. Um, Matty Ice. Matty Ice. Um, See, I'm thinking that the fact that like the nicknames have nothing to do with their actual names. Mm -hmm. So my nickname uh, would be uh, Greg Horn. (laughs) Greg Horn. Yes, (laughs) there's no bearing on my actual name. No relation at all. It's a normal name. It's a normal name. Yep. Anyone's name. Yep. Could be could be a person's name. Yep. I don't know. Just came to my head. I was like, if I was in Hollywood Undead, I'd be like, yeah, be like Greg Horn. Get on the mic, and I'd be like, that's me. That's me. No relation to my actual name. You know, might maybe that's part of it. You know, so they, you know, if they don't get identified in case things went south. Ashley, your Hollywood undead name. Oh man, I don't know. I just looked over and saw the words Bombay Sapphire, and that sounds pretty good. So Bombay Sapphire on the mic. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Matt, I believe we've only got a couple left. We got three left. We got three uh, left. Up next is the diary. All right. Desolate wall, yeah, I'm here all 
You know, it's a lot like the Lonely Island without the comedy. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, I definitely see that. Um, it's also weird. We have this like jaunty piano. And so w- this is another one where I'm like, are they trying to be a boy band? This sounds very boy bandy. But also like we're talking about, it seems like we're reckoning with the bad behavior of these earlier songs where we are getting so drunk you don't even know you can't even understand it so he's talking about seeing like the empty bottom of a bottle and and he's like i haven't shaved in a week i'm my speech is slurring you know i mean i'm, I'm in this bad situation um but then at the end of the verse he's like pour myself a fucking whiskey and go back to sleep bitch and it's like oh so i guess i've learned no lessons nothing. learned no lessons learned um, so I don't even know. I, I get nothing from this because it's not even like, oh, it's not even like I, I, I realize I'm in a bad situation. It's more like, ah, it's bad, but I'm not going to change. And I don't know. That's not a very fun journey. How do you feel about this one, Ashley? When I was listening to this, I was like, wait, this is a separate song from another song. Like, I thought this was part of another song. Like, it just kind of <laughs> sounds like a previous song. I don't know. It weirdly kind of reminds me of, uh, even though the lyrics are completely different, that the California song that we heard for some reason—I <laughs> I don't know—it just feels very g- generic. Them, you know, it mm. just like it was part of another song. And I'm getting to the point of this album when I was listening that I was like, "Oof, this is a lot longer than I remember it being, and there's a lot more boring <laughs> songs than mm-hmm. I remember it." Uh, yeah, I wrote in my notes that this song is long as fuck. Um, I mean, I guess looking back, it makes sense why. 303 is so intertwined in my mind with this because I probably uh, made a mix where I just took the best songs of each album and just created a no skips album for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is um, actually the longest song on the album at four minutes and 35 seconds. Ugh, woof. Yeah, it's a long one. Um, over on uh, songmeanings.com, Alan Bomber said, Hollywood Undead confuses me. They've been talking about love and the life and that they're for real since they first started. Then along comes the diary. Assuming this song is autobiographical, the song makes the life sound like a big miserable lie that they don't want to participate in anymore. Mixed messages. Still very powerful. I just wish they would get their message straight. And then Hollywood Undead fan 9965 said, actually, Johnny Three Tears wrote this song, and in an interview, the rest of Hollywood Undead said it was their least favorite song. <laughs> I can't believe they said that in an interview. So oh, funny. yeah. Our least favorite song? <laughs> oh, we'll song? tell you. Oh, I mean, oh the one, one we sucks. think oh. sucks? Man, you want to know our least favorite song? Sure. Oh, we hate no. the diary. Oh, we hate it so much. We and don't let him write songs anymore. Yeah. Johnny Three Tears is over. I oh, love it. Johnny Three Tears still in the band. Still in the band. That's how, <laughs> that's how bad was Deuce. Deuce, they didn't say Deuce's songs are fine. <laughs> we just don't like that guy. Wow. Uh, Matt, did you feel that this song um, was hitting for you or no? No. 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 Okay. I didn't. I, right. Like, here's the thing. and It's just like, oh, yeah, that's a song. <laughs> It's very true. It is a song. I had um, a quick question. Yeah. How respectful yes. of our time is this album? Oh, man. Matt, this album clocks in at a suite 
49 minutes and 35 seconds. Oh, it okay. somehow feels much longer feels than very that. Much, it feels a lot longer than that. <laughs> well, congratulations, uh, listeners who start the album at the start of this episode. You're on listen number three. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, Matt. We got we got two left. I, I think, based on the song title, I think things are about to pick up. Oh, it's pimping. No, we're done. That song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking song sucks. Matt, Matt, that is the most half-hearted throw your hands up I've ever Come heard. Just play a little bit more. Put, put, this put, is put, a put children's a party. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is so, this is like kids bop, but not through kids bop. I mean, just throw your hands up. Like, f- no conviction. No conviction whatsoever. I thought these guys were supposed to rock. Hollywood undead. Half-hearted. This one couldn't have been on any of your mixes, Ashley. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, this one. I wrote down the lyric, though, in the chorus, it's riding with gangsters and pimping is easy. And I was like, this just feels so outdated and lame. Like, mm. I, even then, I have to imagine it's just like, okay. Yeah, this one, uh, I, I did not enjoy it. I wrote, the energy is down. The, car, the chorus is half-hearted. Sounds like they are out of energy and ideas unbelievable and then uh there was only one comment on songmeetings.com from wicked butterfly who said hell yeah i think i just found a new band to obsess over for a while this is the one that did it great song it reminds me of rolling through the city getting ready to whore myself or commit some kind of crime those are the gold old days (laughs) not the good old days the gold old days wicked butterfly i hope everything's okay um also, why are you obsessing over... This is the song? Oh, man. This is the song. Pimpin'. With, by the way, no G. Uh, Matt, we got one left. Yeah, we sure do. Here is Paradise Lost, uh, <laughs> where they're going to read the, the epic poem by Melvin. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> Yeah, you know this paradise? We lost it. Where is it? Can we find it? Let's find out. Look. So watch my chest. fact that we have two songs about letting it all burn mm-hmm. on this album guys come on this could have been a tight 10 that's what 10. i was thinking this song made me wish that this album stopped at california could have been a tight 10 could have been a tight 10 was uh not a fan of this one i wrote more yelling if i never have to hear these guys yell ever again and i wrote more burning everything again six guys 
zero ideas. But there's also lots of references to God, which did lead me to ask the question, is Hollywood undead a Christian band? <laughs> yeah, it's totally a Christian band. <laughs> Okay, well, that what would, would a- Jesus do? Pull his weenie out. Pull his weenie out. Yep. Yeah, it wouldn't be hard. He's, he done these, that guy's not wearing a lot. Just got a robe on. Just has a robe on. Matt, you had made a reference up top before the song started um, that this song would be about Milton's Paradise Lost. Yes, Milton. Sorry, I said Melvin or something else. But. It's okay. You were thinking of Herman Melville, the author of Moby Dick, a book I'm still reading. You're in it. Um, I'm in it, baby. Matt, you guys, Matt, Ashley, you're going to love this. All of the comments on songmeetings.com are about Milton's Paradise Lost. <laughs> I could not believe how many comments people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's totally what's going on here. And I could go on and on. Do you think the comments come from people who, who've read it or just people who did the, the spark notes or whatever? You Wikipedia know what? The version. level of quoting that goes on in these comments, I kind of think they've read them. Mm. But the other thing to also keep in mind is a lot of these comments are from pre-iPhone era. When mm. people were just reading more books, I believe. I like to think that. They, they weren't on their phones because they didn't have a phone to be on. Unless you're playing Snake on like a flip phone. Big Snake guy. So we had a comment from RageGold94 who said, This song has heavy references to the actual text Paradise Lost. The song as a whole, I can't interpret because to me it's too general. But you can pick specific lines out that I think are references to Satan falling from grace. And then I couldn't find who this comment was referencing to, but he's then he says, and as for the guy below me, shut the fuck up. There we go. <laughs> it's people like you that do not respect other religions or that thereof that make me sick. It's people like you that make us other Christians look bad. Some people don't believe in God, so accept it. This country was built on the basis of separation of church and state for a reason. Um, I did think that the songmeetings.com was an international site, but I don't know. Um, and then this this comment I'm going to put out to you, Matt, to you, Ashley, and whether or not you believe that this is a fact. This is from Apres Moi, 1993. The whole song is actually a reference to Milton's Paradise Lost. Johnny Three Tears is a fan of dropping references to Milton, and this song is the biggest example of that. So while there's a religious tone to it, you don't understand what it's really about unless you understand what Paradise Lost, the extended narrative, is about. I'm disappointed in the lack of education I see here. Pick up a book. Johnny Three Tears, he's a real literary man. (laughs) Do we think Johnny Three Tears is regularly dropping references to Milton, and we have just been missing all of them through this whole album? Is pulling your dick out at a party a Milton reference? Oh Do yeah, we know? I mean you're in the you're in the first ring, the first uh-huh. ring, you're in the first <laughs> ring of hell, and like that, that's the torture. It's like oh, that's the tor- check out this ween. Mm, you know, in par- you know what? There's no greater paradise lost than you're at a party with five of your best friends. <laughs> okay, okay, follow me here. I'm with okay, you. and you're there, and you see six girls, and you're like, this could happen. All six of us could make it happen tonight. And then, for whatever reason, one of them doesn't click, and so none of you get laid. Paradise lost. (laughs) Uh, You could flip it the other way, too. You know, you're there with five of your lady friends, and, uh, you know, you see five. I mean, that's the other question, though. I mean, like, I feel like this is the thing we've talked about on a lot of these shows, a lot of these albums. It's come up on a lot of Limp Bizkit albums where it's like, uh, I think it was on Gold Cobra. You know, Fred's talking about being at a party and like the ratio is 90 women to 10 men. You've got all these hotties as far as the eye can see. But, and it seems like it's taken for granted that you're just going to have 
at least six to seven, 10, 12, or according to Limp Bizkit, 90 hotties in one place. But is that really how it goes? Like, what is a true hottie to naughty ratio at any place you go to? Like, for in your, like, Ashley, can you think of a time that you were at a bar and you're like, there are definitely more than 10 hot guys here? Here, in the location that I'm in, not my, but the city, no, like the in city Louisville. The city you live in, the city you live in. Less. Less? Th- than that, although here in general, I would say the ratio, there's way more women and like nice looking women at places than men. And I went to a college where the ratio was like almost three to one women to men. So I just, I it's, you know, mm. a little lopsided. But wow. if I go to like, you know, a bigger city then mm. the ratio is probably higher. Mm. Where I went to college, the ratio of men to women, or I want to say was like more even 20 to one. Wait, what? Yeah. There were like 20 guys for everyone. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. It was insane. The, I mean, yeah. here it's starting to become a bachelor party place. Mm-hmm. So there have been times where I've walked in and I've been, if there's like groups of men or really more than just a few men, I'll be like, holy shit, why, where are all these men come from? Mm. And they're always out of towners on a bachelor party. Not a bachelor party. And they're mm. like, there's six yeah. of us here. Can we make it all happen right. for all they're six like, of us tonight? They're like, we're from Oklahoma or That's wherever. The, there you go. <laughs> um, Matt, any any final thoughts on Paradise Lost? Um, you know, um, I would have loved more seven references. That would have been cool. Mm. You know. Yeah. Hey. You know those guys have seen seven. Oh, a bunch. These guys, def- these guys have definitely seen seven. Yep. 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. And that's the album. That's Swan Songs by Hollywood Undead. Phew. We made it. <laughs> we made it to the end. And uh, now it's the part of... <laughs> Oh, thank fucking God. Thank oh, God. what a race. Uh, what a uh, fucking marathon we just been through. Uh, that's right. That's right. Um, oh, well, you actually, used to like what... this album? Tough yeah. shit. That's... You fucking yeah, yeah. hate it now. Uh, I kind of wish I would have just kept you know the pleasant memories of yeah. yesteryear. Instead, you had to grab me by the shirt and say, when are you doing it on your show? Well, now you know why we haven't done it. Two and a half hour rep. Um, we are now at the part of the show where we talk about... Cannon talk. Talk about the canon. Ashley, you're our guest. We'll start with you. I, I'm not sure I'm the, an authority enough to say this, but I would say probs not. Probs not? Yeah. Probs okay. not. <laughs> probs yeah. not. Yeah. Probs not for the canon. All right. Uh, any overall feelings? I mean, this is where you talk about your overall feelings on the album and, you know. You know, um, I still have some nostalgia for some of the songs that I'm gonna you know hold on to and it'll have like a you know a special place in my memories mm-hmm. but I don't see myself listening to most of this album ever again <laughs> and really only listening to you know some songs that pop up on my misogyny but it slaps playlist okay there we go I'm gonna say uh, going to my notes here um, this is a very terrible album <laughs> Uh, these guys terrible. are pillaging from Lincoln Park and Eminem mostly to pretty incredibly diminished returns. Uh, there's just so much yelling, a lot of yelling. Uh, there's six rappers. Why are there six? Why You don't need six guys rapping, I would say. Um, I wasn't a fan of the chintzy beats. Uh, there's no pit activators no, whatsoever, absolutely, which not. was a bummer. Um, they aren't really like Slipknot or Mushroomhead at all. They just have masks and dumb nicknames. Nothing for the camera. Do you think they can see out of the masks? Well, six people is a lot on a stage, and I'm wondering with the mask, like, do you think they ever run into each other? Or do they have to just stay stationary like a band from the, the 50s? You know what? <laughs> Looking at the album cover here, 
there is a lot man i gotta say if anyone's gonna be running into each other on stage it's these guys i mean for one they got these masks on you've got if you've ever worn a mask putting it out there you know that it really kills your peripheral vision there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about it like batman is alive when you put a mask <laughs> on you're like there's no fucking way you gotta be dead in 10 minutes and so the fact that these guys like to do a mask plus a hat a mask plus a hoodie um one guy i don't know which dude this is do we know who this is here Oh man, I don't. Uh, we could probably flip inside. Yeah, we could and see. probably flip inside. Um, I don't know off the top on. of my head now. Johnny Three Tears on the cover is rocking a mask plus um, curled rim, curled brim baseball hat and a hoodie. He can't see anything. There's no way he can see anything at all. The only guy who might be able to see anything is uh, this dude with the the bandana on his face. Even the curls, his mask seems unencumbered, but he's got his hair in his eyes. So, yeah, these guys got to be walking around just bumping into each other constantly. And the thing is, in these early videos, they are playing on incredibly small stages because mm-hmm. they're still an up-and-coming band. So there's got to be a lot of bumping into each other, a lot of just like, my, I'm sorry, pardon me, but, but you know, it's, my, it's my verse. It's my verse. Pardon me. I need to get to the front of the stage, you know, which, uh, you know, that would just be funny. What was, what was the Hollywood and Dead show like? Well, they kept putting their mics up to their mouth, so it was just a lot of, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me. <laughs> um, so. They're very polite, though. That's oh, something I can say about guys. those boys yeah, yeah. is they yeah. are polite. Yeah, it'd be funny if they're just like, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. You fucked me, you late me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, uh, Cannon Talk, where, where do you stand on, on oh, these boys? No, no, <laughs> no. Definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, so the album is very of its time. It, it feels mm-hmm. very 2008. It's, it's, you know, it's coming into being one of those albums that isn't self-aware in any way, shape, or form. And doesn't realize, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Uh, I, I think we could get into an argument about our words later, but I think these guys realize, like, you know, we should stop saying some of this stuff, but we will mm-hmm. never stop saying that we pull our dick out in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. You know, and for that, I doff my cap. Uh, <laughs> good for you guys. Good for but, you. But yeah, nothing for the canon. Well, there you have it. Uh, Hollywood Undead, you're not in the canon, but you're you're still doing it to this day. And without masks, which makes sense because you probably just got tired of running at each other. I wonder if there was a moment they took all their masks off and they were like, that's what you look like? I mean, I guess it is kind of a genius move to have um, masks like later in the career, sort of like a kiss move. The mm. kiss always looks like kiss because they just keep that makeup on. You can't tell how old and haggard they actually look. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Like chewed up bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, a perfect way to end this episode of Roach Coach. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on, for recommending this album, and for your continued support of the show. No problem. I enjoy I enjoy when you send me a text when an episode goes up and you're like, this song is bad. I'm like, wait till you hear the rest of them. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Keep on saying hello to us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Roach Coach on all those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Ashley, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. supposed to be a poker face. Was someone run over by a train?